I haven't smoked marijuana. Oh, I haven't smoked marijuana in forever. Yeah, I Why need to. Like how long are we talking? Oh, oh, you haven't in a while, so you need to. Like two weeks. That's not forever. <laughs> that is not forever. For me, it's forever. <laughs> it's never for it's me. Forever. I've never done it. I made some pot cookies the other day. They were pretty good. Okay. What kind of cookies? Just cookies. Chocolate chip ones, man. <laughs> I was going to say, are we, are we talking chocolate chip? Or are we talking brownies? Talking about... Actually, I made... Because um, the stereotype is brownies, right? What else did I make? I made um, a, um, a cinnamon crumb cake out of it, too. That shit was banging. Wait a minute. So you're going, like, full-on marijuana culinary. Dude, dude I, I cook so much now, like... All the time, marijuana. I make bake-off. all. I make everything at the house. I cook every food. That's item. what we need. We need the marijuana bake off on Food Network. That shit ever becomes legal, I'm going to open up my own little restaurant with like just weed. It'll just, be legal here eventually. If, fuck this! I have been doing. We'll so be much. last. We'll of course, be last. Of course, we will because but it's something it that happen. could possibly benefit the fucking state. Right, but it'll happen. How much? What's the population now? Is it under a million yet? <laughs> oh no, we're it's gone up. We're oh. like one point eight or nine now. Holy shit! Isn't that crazy? Why? I'll tell you why. Because if you watch enough news, every and McDonald's and everywhere else, state fucking closed down. Or but like, if you see enough chaos, at, at least we don't have a ton of that outside of Huntington. Yeah. Oh yeah, the people talk shit about Beckley, but it's, I'm pretty fucking safe. I'll hang out with a bunch of thugs. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's because you don't play girls basketball. And what, apparently. Was, what I was thinking? Of, I mean, in my mind right now, I had a picture of a thug. <laughs> I wonder if Jim Justice had a picture of the thug. Fucking racist. I can guarantee you this: if Jim Justice has a picture of anything in his head, it's the buffet at Golden Corral. That's the only thing he ever has in mind. Being brought in by naked boys. I really hope he gets voted out. Oh, he sucks. Him I and really Manchin do. both suck. And it's not that I want a liberal governor. Obviously, I don't. But what I want who would be is the a governor. I oh. want a truly conservative governor See, who is not this. Jim Justice. Now, he should be. What's fucked up about this is he ran on a platform and won on that fucking platform and then he switched. Uh huh. Bullshit. You won on that platform, then you should have to go against. The opposition. That's what these gutter trash people do, man. Well, he, I guess they do. can just fucking change the rules whenever they want to. That's And that's yeah. why they get involved in it. You know that and I know that. Yeah, it's what they do. It's how they do it. And it's the reason they do it because they create. He looks like for, fucking Boss Hog, dude. He really does. Well, and he behaves like him, too. Fucking turd. But look at what he does. It's the, Politicians do the same thing in the modern era. Hmm. No matter where you go, no matter what level you're on. It needs to be us versus them. That's the adversarial system. It's just a system. It's a political system. It's how it should be. What do they do instead? They turn it us versus us, so we're not paying attention to what they do. They don't have to. They don't. They. I mean, and this was the whole point of my post today. I woke up thinking about consumer. I was like, it pissed oh, yeah. me off to hear that fucking word. And then I yeah. just to wake up thinking about. It, I was like, I want to look it up. I wonder when this phrase was coined and i couldn't find it and we know what tomorrow is yeah and we'll get into that whenever we officially get rolling and i was figuring this out and i was like i know who fucking coined the phrase consumer mm-hmm. you know what i mean oh these yeah motherfucking nazis and shit man these bastards in government they suck god i hate these people i don't like them. i just i hate people I'm, I'm i'm in peace man i feel good but i hate these motherfuckers <laughs> other than the hatred you feel good and you're peaceful I feel great dude <laughs> i do i feel good man i just hate these bastards like they're just who even why are they still alive? I don't understand. Other than the hatred, I'm at peace. 
No, I feel great. I just understand it. I, I, I feel good around the people I love. Yeah. The people I like. But if I don't love you and I don't like you, then fuck you. I still feel good. You know what I mean? Well, I think that's as good of a place to start as any. Yeah. We are nothing if not honest. In the midst of schizophrenic weather in the Mountain State, it's episode 23 of Apex Live. I'm Brad, that's Steve. Hello. We have a full slate of stuff. We've got guests. We've got topics. I've got pages full of notes. End of summer by the 126ers, copyright free to avoid litigation. Even though there's nothing more fruitless or frivolous than to sue the poor. Social media continues to be an absolute cancer. Imagine that. Valentine's Day is tomorrow. By the way, it's Valentine's, not Valentine's. Yeah, we had to tell that to my uh, two youngest children. Uh, I yelled at them like 500 times. At least they're still children. <laughs> the impeachment circus is over. But the XFL has just begun. The sports world said goodbye to a legend since last we spoke. And we'll have another Virginia Tech update. Whenever, wherever, and however you may be listening. It's episode 23 of the program. Settle in, get comfortable. Join us from start to finish. I assure you, it should be a lot of fun. Steve, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm good. How are you? Well, I know that you're at peace. Yes. I, I too, I think mentally, spiritually, emotionally, I'm largely at peace. But my life still remains chaotic. It's work. It's school. The new semester has kicked off. I'm back in college for the first time, and I'm not going to count the years. It's just going to make me feel bad. Have a perfect score on everything so far. Good. Well, that make, it makes it easy whenever the answers are in the back of the book, but that's not the point. <laughs> However, to be fair, I am doing the work and then checking my work, so it's going well. Mm-hmm. So the first Buy a used book or something? I did not. No, it's oh. just it's in the appendix all the way in the back. I had oh. to buy like four books. And you can imagine how much books cost in the modern era of higher ed because they know you they can get it, but got a nice deal on those. I'm doing my medical coding and billing, getting started in it. It's feeling good. I just, I need to decompress. Mm-hmm. I know you know that feeling when you've got, it's constant input from Pressure and I mean, yeah. I've got work in school. You've got all your stuff plus kids into it as well. So you've got yeah. all, all kinds of things going on. You just, you need to find those moments to decompress. And I need to find some of those things to kind of escape a little bit. There's no hockey on tonight, so thank God we're doing this because mm-hmm. this feels good. I've got hockey tomorrow. Watching WVU sports is pointless to try to feel better because it's like a two-hour panic attack. Uh. There's just no point. It doesn't make me feel any better. It's constant nonsense. I didn't feel any better yesterday. No, that sucked. That ab- absolutely sucked. Four and a half minute scoring drought. So that's not fucking that shouldn't even happen. No, it should not. And I understand they're number three in the country, but it just shouldn't happen. It pisses me off. But a lot of things do that. So I'm back in school. You are considering going back to school. Um, no, I'm actually going to do it. But um, well, you have I just have to wait for, you know, some of the process and stuff like that. Right. To, you know, where I can actually get it completed. 
kind of pound everything out I need to do, but yep, that's what I'm looking to do. And you are going to? Nursing. Oh, my Lord. So. What's so bad about hanging out with a bunch of hot chicks? So, like, you, know, so you know what? Well, <laughs> as it's been often said through the years, nurses are hot and ready to party. Oh, I've that's had my stereotype. plenty. I've had, uh, trust me, they have no um, qualms about their bodies. They don't give a shit. Right. Well, here's the fun part of this. I'm already imagining a scenario where we may have listeners who fall ill, they're maybe <laughs> injured or something, and they go into some type of facility and you're waiting for them. That'll be the best they've ever experienced. And they're going to say, wait a minute, I know that voice. Yeah. I know who you are. You're not going to touch me. <laughs> well, the impeachment nonsense is over, so at least we don't have to hear any of that anymore. It ended exactly like we said it would. A bunch yeah. of mouth running, nonsense, no case whatsoever. They take the vote. You need two-thirds. It was not even close. If you want fair treatment, you have to give it the other way. I mean, what, what are they going to expect? To railroad somebody like that and then have the same you know treatment or better? I, I mean, just it was just not, get? it was just not even close. And we wasted millions and millions. He's going to win in a landslide in November. How did that equate to money, though? I don't understand how we wasted money on that. I've heard that said a lot, but where'd the money? Where's the money aspect? Because they don't fucking do shit anyway. No, so they, no, they don't. I, th I think they may have had to go into some type of special session to do this. So oh. they're all getting paid. I, th I think that's part of it. Number two, there's a breakdown of all the financials. Like overtime or some shit? <laughs> there's, a, there's a breakdown of financials on this somewhere, and I saw it, and it made me so mad. I said, I'm not even going to try to remember this because it's going to be hideous. But this is what's been on my mind recently. Number one, we've got a couple of guests that are going to be with us tonight in two different segments, and we'll get to that. They're familiar voices for all of you listening, so that helps. But this is just what's on my mind to begin. It's, it's nothing we don't already know, and it's ironic considering what I have to do first. Social media is cancer. There is nothing in this world that is more of a plague on us than social media. It is ruining our society. Instant gratification. What it has not ruined already, it will soon ruin. Guaranteed, that is going to happen. Yeah. I say that, and then we pause while I do this. If you want more information on the show, visit our website, apexlive.fireside.fm, and you can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search Apex Live Podcast, all one word. Feel free to email us. Thoughts, comments, questions, audio commentaries, we love those, apexlivepodcast at gmail.com. Well, right now, I've got our social media turned off. Because there's only so much ridiculous behavior that you can deal with. So I'm going to tell you about what's going on, because you've not been there as it's played out in the last week or two. Yeah. So you'll occasionally watch West Virginia basketball, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I get, get in some games. Uh, I really can't. If it's not something I can sit there and research or like really study hard, I don't fuck with it. But you, I get bored at least quick. you're familiar with what's yeah, been going on. For sure. I mean, I know the roster and like, you know, what okay. they do. I check them out all the time, really. So you've seen our, our walk on Spencer Mackey. Yeah. Yeah. The, the kid that comes yeah, in. Little guy. Yeah. So he is on social media. Yeah. He's on Twitter. And Spencer has been kind of the feel good story of the region mm -hmm. this year. Comes in, gets his first points with some free throws. Hits a big shot against Texas, came mm -hmm. in, hit a big bank shot. I mean, the crowd loves him. The team loves him. It's just such a cool story. He's a little Rudy. Well, here's what people don't understand. West Virginia Rudy. That's what it is. 
I hate Notre Dame. I'm not going to call it. I'm a quan now. There's a difference between the two. Spencer has talent. So Rudy did too. He does not. Spencer's already done more than Rudy ever did. So Spencer averaged like 30 points a game in high school. In high school, yeah. And he was in Northern Kentucky. So he's on Twitter not too long ago. And apparently there was some issue back where he is from. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know this at the time. I've since been made aware of it. But apparently some kid that is, I guess, in high school or was in high school died. As a result of something he possibly had been? No, not Uh. at all. Not at all. But there are some people around this that just had a lot of things to say about a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. And I think he had tweeted something regarding this or that person, mm-hmm. which, you know, it's fine. And that's how social media happens. People just start saying things. You get to say your opinion on something. You have no idea what really necessarily is going on. Well, here's yeah. where it goes completely berserk. Imagine that mm. in social media world. One of the people involved quote tweets, I think, something Spencer had said and said that the only reason he was on West Virginia's basketball team is because his mom was giving blowjobs to Bob Huggins. <laughs> is she hot, though? She's very pretty. Well, she's been a news anchor for like 30 years. Maybe she's blowing Okay, him. but here's the thing. No moms, man. You, you don't do that, right? And that's And that's a line you don't cross for something that is really rather minor. It's a tweet on on the internet that means nothing. If they're a high school kid, I understand, because I've probably done the same shit. This is where it gets, oh, just, you just hang on. So, that gets tweeted. He is obviously not happy about that, Mm -hmm. because it's his mom. (laughs) Now, I I will say this again. He is very popular. His teammates love him. Mm -hmm. The fans love him. So... Later on, in another discussion, one of the guys involved in this posts a tweet that has nothing to do with any of it and says, as long as I live, I hope I never have to see another one of my friends in a coffin. Spencer apparently thinks it's a good idea to quote tweet this and say something along the lines, because it's since been deleted Yeah. of if you don't keep my mom's name out of your mouth, you're going to join him. <laughs> so, Oh, that's all fucked up. Oh, that's not the problem. The problem is two of his teammates jump in. Hmm. One of whom I would be seriously concerned that he will go do it. Mm -hmm. He quote tweets this kid and says something along the lines of, if you don't run, if you don't, he's the one who said, if you don't stop running your mouth, you're going to be next to him. Okay. So Gabe jumps in, Osaboyan, Brandon Knapper jumps in. And before anyone else can, it just gets, it gets ugly. Mm -hmm. So I just, I sent a tweet from our account to Spencer and I said, man, you've got a golden blue army ready to go at any time. Yeah. I said, we, we pretty aggressively protect our own. Mm -hmm. So of course, what do they think? They think that I'm saying that West Virginia is going to invade them. (laughs) You ain't shit, buddy. (laughs) <laughs> Next time you're in town, you come talk to us. Gold, blue, army, gold and blue, his teammates. Yeah. This this isn't difficult. Mm-hmm. It's it's his, a reference to his teammates. That's what that meant. 
and it just it kept happening. I'm blocking people, and I said, you know what? I'm turning this account off for a few yeah, a few days. Yeah. This is ridiculous. Golden Blue Army, they wear golden blue. He's on the team. Yeah, yeah. His teammates are talking to you. These are not difficult concepts. And I'm not trying to be disparaging here. It's just I know they're emotional. I know they just lost their friend. That's terrible. Yeah. But what it really does is it highlights two pretty important points. Number one, again, social media is cancer. Social media, you were here in the midst of it two years. It ruined my life. It obviously actions and behaviors take place, but it was social media that facilitated it. It was social media that was gas on the fire and things like that. But and also it is social media. Look at what it does. Bob Huggins actually commented on this, and I don't think people had any idea what he was talking about. He was making references, I think, to people who were shooting their mouth off about his team and about other things. But it was also kind of, I think, an inside reference to this thing going on. And he was talking about social media cowards and how they all just want to jump on and start shooting their mouth off because there's no accountability. You can just do what you want. A bunch of keyboard warriors, keyboard heroes. And there's there's really nothing that you can say or do about it because I'm going to start an account, say what I want, and, and disappear. But it's it really speaks to the larger issue of what's been going on in our world. It destroys lives. I'm not the only one who's been affected by it. These people aren't the only ones to be affected by it. It happens every day. All the time. And it is relentless. Mm -hmm. You can do and say as you please. No repercussions. And by the way, I don't think there should be repercussions. No, it's freedom of speech. You okay. should be able to say whatever you want. I don't think there should be repercussions. Yeah. But I do think there should be such a thing as personal accountability and responsibility and standards. But those are the same standards that would apply to the other areas of life that people obviously don't have anyway. And that's a terrible thing. You can't hold people to the same standard because not everybody's to the same standard. It's, no, they're not going to have it. It is what it is. Well, there's another part of this, That's too. why you're not friends with them and you don't know them personally. Very true. Yeah. But you got a lot of keyboard heroes who are just going to run their mouth, run their mouth, run their mouth. Mm -hmm. You have no idea what's going on. You have no idea who any of these people are. Yeah. Just calm down. And if you're that offended by a tweet, then get rid of Twitter. If you're yeah. that offended by Facebook, turn off Facebook. Yeah. Okay? You have Th to those understand. are all optional. Yes. You have to understand this going in. Yeah. But we're addicted to these things. Well, we like, we like uh, controversy, you know? You, everybody likes to win, you know? It tends to create attention. Yeah. And they love that. Well, what do we not have enough of? Attention. That's, what's that, uh, the TikTok shit that oh, everybody does? Gosh. What yeah. is the obsession with TikTok? And that's a bit of a departure. But what is the obsession? My son is a, with addicted TikTok. to that shit. He's with his mom. You know that, but uh, right. He's got a perm now. <laughs> I did see the picture. I made fun of him. Like, I was like, whose whose girlfriend are you now? You know, like, <laughs> what are you doing, buddy? That is a that is a very interesting look that he's decided to opt for here. I, I will, I will give is, you that. And I, I've been telling him, I was like, I'm I'm a big proponent of people. You know, expressing ourselves physically, because that's basically all you have in, in the world, really, sure. is, is to do that. Absolutely. <clears throat> but I told him, I was like, you don't have to express yourself the same way everybody else is. That's becoming a drone. You because don't then, have to be a fucking drone. Because then it doesn't carry any weight. No, because you're just trying to be a carbon copy because you think that's cool. It just doesn't... It Which he pulls it off, because he's not an ugly kid, you know what I mean? But, like, still, you know, it's like... You know, Johnny Football, that's pretty much who he is in his little hometown, and it's like... Well, he was putting his foot in the chest of some yeah. opposing team's players. Let's not kid ourselves. Got nailed a couple of times. I've had to deal with some bullshit here again. 
Another redneckery. Some more redneckery. It'll, it'll take care of itself, though. Well, this is not a reference to any of your college basketball teammates. You do have an army ready to go if you need an assist. And we are more than ready to take care of some business. I think that may be actionable. I think what I just said I just may don't be actionable. To, I just don't want to go to jail. But I probably will. Got to catch you to go to jail. Got to prove it to catch you. Yeah, that's saying. true. All of this that's gone on also brought something else to mind that I think is an important point, and it's worth talking about. Mm-hmm. While the behavior that went on and the things that were said and done by both sides, people, calm down. Don't act this way. Yeah. We're dealing with kids. We're dealing with 18, 19-year-old kids, just not, and probably younger than that in some cases, and we don't know that. But it does yeah. bring up a very important point. What he said, what one of those kids said is very, very true. He hopes that he never has to live long enough, lived and see one of his friends in a coffin again. Very good point. One thing that speaks to is the fragility of life. We don't want to admit this, but death is a part of life. I've been thinking about this hard. It is. That's just something that we have to deal with. And as we get older, that's something that is on your mind more and more and more. It's the life of Pez. It's like, it's your turn. Exactly. We go into into every day with certain things that we just sort of know. We accept them going in. You just never know when it's going to happen. Exactly. Right? But one of the things we know is that if things go according to plan, which they don't always do, believe me, but if they yeah. go according to the way that we just generally expect them, our parents are going to die before we do. Hopefully. Our for grand- their for them sake for right. their sake exactly because anyway. one, one of the worst things on earth is for a parent to watch their children die as a parent I could not which is something that probably happened in this case I and couldn't I, don't li- I wouldn't be able to live like I would probably kill myself like, exactly seriously. I wouldn't think twice about it and then we expect to see our parents go before that yeah and that's expected and there are departures from that there are things that happen illness sickness mm-hmm. injury any kinds of accidents all those things crazy shit yeah that said. Even when things go the way that we expect them to go, the people that we tend to see as immune to that are our friends. We tend to stay the same age mentally with our friends that we were when we met those people. When, if you met them when you were 10, when you're around them half the time, you act like a 10-year-old. You go back to the 10-year-old. That's just yeah. how it works. Yeah. But because you age at the same rate that they do, even if they're a year or two older or younger or whatever – They go with you. So they seem invincible. We always expect them to be there no matter what. Because we're there. It just doesn't seem like it should ever be any other way. Yeah. And that is so clearly not the case. I have lost friends at every stage of my life. Mm -hmm. I lost a friend of mine to cancer in high school. She was 16. She had cancer at 14, went into remission. It came back. She died our sophomore year. Lymphoma? Her name was Amanda. Um, I think leukemia, actually. Oh, wow. But it was, I mean, just terrible. I think it was. I don't remember right off, but I know it was cancer. Mm. When I was younger than that, my cousin, I believe he was a second cousin, hit head on by a drunk driver. Died instantly. And that's why that issue is so important to me, too. Mm -hmm. That happened when he was in his early 20s when that happened. I was obviously probably 10 or 11. I don't remember the exact year. So that happened even earlier. Then you go back and look at, let's say, 
I'm getting blown up here. Yeah, you're getting blown up. I was like, that's not me. Notifications. Uh, let's look at my friend Lauren that we talked about. Oh, the one that just passed away. That yeah. we looked at that had the severe MS and she died. Mm-hmm. She, no one should have to live for seven years knowing they're going to die. And she dies at what? In her early 30s, 32, 33 years old. But what did she accomplish in those seven years? Like, exactly. What, what type of happiness did she have and this and that? You know? uh, a few years ago, this was 2010. Mm-hmm. My friend Jeremy passed away. He drowned in New River. His little girl was there when it happened. Died in an accident. What was his last name? Price. I don't think I remember hearing anything about that. Wonderful guy. And just gone in a flash. No sickness, no illness. Just, just a tragic thing that happened. One of the kids I coached in boxing. We won championships yeah. together. And he kills himself at 21, 22 years old. Oh. After having so many bad things happen in his life. I've seen that loss at every stage. Well, he had lost his brother and his mother. His brother had uh, committed suicide, correct? His brother had gotten killed in a shooting outside a bar. And then his mother. His mother just died of a heart issue. Oh, is that what it was? And he he was, he was never, so close to yes, together, though, right? And yeah. he was never able to shake that. But you see all he was of alone, the, though. Yeah, absolutely. And he felt yeah. that way, even though he really wasn't. He wasn't, he but felt that way. But like that. I mean, those two closest people. Was his father around? No. Did he have any much. other siblings? Uh, one, I think a half brother, but yeah. it was, those were the two that so were, were so closest close to, him. to him. Yeah. And he, just, he, he was never able to shake it. Hmm. But in every one of those cases, the stories are different. The people are different. The situations are different. The details are different, but it all comes back to the same point. You keep seeing the fragility of life. Yeah. It's, super we fragile. have to understand that we are not invincible, that the people around us are not invincible. And that's why when I think about what these kids are going through in in northern Kentucky, whoever they are, I know nothing about them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely nothing. And I don't need to because I know enough about what has apparently happened. I don't know what happened to their friend. Mm-hmm. But I've lost friends. Yeah. I've lost friends to accidents. I've lost friends to illness. I've lost friends to tragic acts like someone who had had who had been hit for DUI seven times. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then hits my cousin head on. I have seen all of these things happen. I know th- the feelings that they're going through and the feelings of loss. I've seen somebody pass away that's my age. Mm-hmm. And you think this is unnatural. This should not happen. But that's the order of things even when we don't like it. As much as there is order, there is also disorder. Because yeah. without disorder, we wouldn't know what order is. So you're going to have those things that just don't go according to plan. Yeah, according to our plan. So this is what I would really like for them to do. I'm guessing if they're still irate over something they think that was said that obviously was not. It's still even if it's something said, something said. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. over what you yeah. know, what, what I said. Yeah. It's it's obviously not what was being said. Yeah. Gladly, I would like for them to come and listen to this episode. But... They're they're from Kentucky. They don't know any better. <laughs> okay, Fucking... that that may not be too helpful. But here's my it's point. True. Here's my point. If they do hear this, this is what I would like for them to know. Number one, I know exactly what you're going through. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what that's like. Steve, you know what it's like. I haven't lost any friends. But you've lost people at every stage of your life. You've no. lost family. Really? No, I've been really fortunate, man. I mean, knock on wood. I mean, I, it is what it is, but um, I was actually thinking about that the other day. Well, I really don't want to depress you, but it's coming. I, well, I lost a lot. Uh, I lost my grandparents when I was like five. Okay. So they that was pretty early on. And then... Um, Another grandpa, and then uh, so I don't have any like actually like blood grandparents except for one grandma. Okay, 
So, I mean, you know, I've lost some uncles and stuff like that. They were, it was like drug overdose and shit like that. But Well, in an interesting way, that does kind of fit into the point that I'm going to make. You haven't suffered loss. I have. As much. But yeah, my uncle and a few, a few that I didn't really think of, you know, but. But in the same way, it kind of fits. And here's why. Yeah. Let this be a lesson to you. If you lost a friend at 18, take every second that you can to remember the time with the person that you've lost. Remember that time as much as you can, because obviously you're not going to get to make those memories again. As much as it feels right now that those memories aren't going to fade, I'm going to tell you now they are. With time, those memories are going to fade. So take your time, sit down and write them, write these things down. Sit down in front of a tape recorder, in front of a microphone, and talk about this person with your friends and tell these stories. Because believe me, in 10 or 15 or 20 years, you're going to wish that you had. So you can remember these things. And you'll go back in a very small period of time and listen to them and go, yeah, I forgot about that one. I forgot about that one when that happened. I'm glad we did this. Number two, the people that you do still have around you, stop wasting your time on social media, going after people needlessly for no reason. If you don't like Spencer Mackey, then don't follow him. Don't Mm -hmm. tweet at him and leave his mother alone. That's the thing. They were all from, I mean, they're from Kentucky, right? They're all from that same little area. And they just didn't like him from before, probably? I'm guessing. Yeah. And maybe a rival school or something? Or maybe jealous of the fact that he's getting to play D1 and they're not. I mean, I have no idea. It might be an ex-teammate. It could be. Yeah. Or, like you said, a rival team, Mm -hmm. somebody they played, whatever. Yeah. Let this be a reminder of the time and its value that it has with the people around you. Mm-hmm. Would you rather spend that time teaming up on somebody on Twitter and in two months it's not going to make a bit of difference, in a month it's not going to matter? Because guess what? That loss that you're feeling is still there. That void mm-hmm. that you're feeling is still there. So take that time, take that energy. And spend it on the people that you have. Uh Because believe me, that is going to do so much more good for you in the days and the weeks and the months and the years to come than anything else you could possibly do. Uh You can lash out at anybody. And what you will find nine times out of ten, you've gone through this, I've gone through this. You lash out, it all comes out. How much better do you really feel after that's out? Not much. And how much does it ever really change? For the better. But you actually end up um, you know, self-reflecting more and trying to, you know, how could you have made the situation better? Yes. You know, so you can hopefully, hopefully that's what people do. You know, I know if I do that and I, you know, I, I bring, you know, pull somebody out and this and that happens. Later on, I usually try to reach out to them and some type of apology. Maybe I've not been myself or this or that, you know, so. But we could all do that more. Yeah, and you I wish should that people, self-reflect. Yeah. I wish that people would zone in on that just a little bit more and see mm-hmm. things in a different light. Because what good has that done? Just calm down. Okay, let's say people show up in northern Kentucky and you fight them. Okay, now what? Yeah. What has changed? What is better? But what's the dom- – I mean that's the whole fight. The whole fight is dominance. So is that a dominance of, a, of opinion or something? I mean who knows? When you get it down to its base level, at the end of it, once you break it down, break it down, break it down, break it down, if mm-hmm. they'll talk, if they'll get through it, what does it all come down to? They're trying to let it out of how much it hurts that they suffered this loss. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all going to come down to. Release of energy, yeah. 
I don't care if you are dealing with something in a romantic relationship, in a platonic relationship, in a work situation, if you're frustrated about what's going on in Congress, if you internalize it or if you deflect it, it will do you no good and will end up doing more harm in the end. Stop acting your feelings. Feel them. Feel them, process them, get through to the other side. If you have a terrible day at work, come home and kick your dog. Yeah. Did you deal with anything that happened at work? Did you talk about it? Did you express it? Did you get through it? No. All you did was hurt somebody else as a result. Stop it. You have to feel them, not act them, process it, move forward. And that's something that I hope everyone in this whole thing does. Because believe me, we'll talk a little bit about him at the end of the show. But I can assure you that when Kobe Bryant got on a helicopter with eight other people, they did not know it was going to end that day. That's who many, how many times have they done that? They did not know that. How many times have they made that same trip to do the same things? So believe me, yeah. with their focus on that basketball game, whatever they were going to do, with that in mind... Anything they have dealt with in the recent past or even in the distant past, how much of it mattered in that time? Did Were they going to waste any of their final moments on that? No. It's all fragile. Every bit of it. And we need to appreciate that. Let this be a lesson. If you're involved in this, if you're a listener, whatever you are, let it be a lesson to appreciate what you have and to stay focused on what matters right now. That doesn't mean this YOLO crap. doesn't mean you live that way. But it means you have an understanding of priority. Because believe me, when the chips are down in the most important moments, the things that you think matter really don't. Nothing really matters, actually. I've really started to figure this out. For a short period of time, but in a grand scheme of life and things, this helped me relax a little bit. Mm-hmm. I feel that nothing really matters, and that's given me freedom. Well, yeah, I think it to be a better it. person, though, because you don't take things so hard, and you don't take them so easily either. I mean, it is things are in the middle. Mm-hmm. It's happened a million times before. It's going to happen probably a million times afterwards. You know, personally, you know? eternity matters. Well, that's my point. You know, but I mean, if you take it, the look whole, at what's the whole going scheme. on right now. Yeah. In our world, the things that we think are oh, so yeah. important. It's done. You know, there was a girl. I didn't know her. But there was a girl in my high school. I think I was either I was a sophomore, she was a junior, or I was a junior, she was a senior. Mm-hmm. But she took her own life. I remember that. And I, yeah, can't, yeah. I can't remember her name. She I was, never knew her. She was like a cheerleader. She was like super pretty or something like that. I can't remember. I don't know. I, I, I can't remember. This has been so long ago. It happened in like... 1990-something, 99, 2000, maybe? Right in there. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I remember that. And she went to Woodrow. Uh, the one you're thinking about is someone else. That happened in about 2003 or four. I know exactly who you're talking about. This is a different one. She was, like, going to be a doctor or something like yeah, that. Or, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's yeah, this is a, this is a okay. different girl. But this happened. And, you know, this other girl, I think, is another good example. Mm-hmm. The things that we think are so important at that time, very rarely do they pan out to yeah. be as important as we allow them, there's your statement, as we allow them to be. Very rarely. Think about to the things you think back to the things you thought were important. 
That's why I'm dropping everything now. I don't get a shit. At 16 or 17 years yeah. old. The things I thought were important. Time at 16 and or life, though. Time and life. And you look back now and think, why was that even the the top in the top 10 things on my mind? I just had pussy on my mind. So I, I, I never really, I can't really think of anything else. And that mattered. And it still kind of does. Because that's what I like, you know. At all. <laughs> Sorry. Well, when you're right, you're right. (laughs) There are certain things you just can't argue with, and I'm going to go ahead and go. (laughs) But that's one thing I wish that these people, any of them, will take away from this when things die down inside of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When the smoke clears. When you take the time, sit back and think about, okay, what is really important? But you also have to think about this, too. Some people use tragedy and loss for attention. That's very true. And this may not even be hurting them. They might not even really necessarily be their friend. Mm-hmm. It just might be like, hey, I'm I'm just going to be an asswipe just to be an asswipe. You have to throw that in account too. Well, you know? I, I can assure you of this. If <clears throat> Even if that is not the case with these particular people, yeah. I can guarantee you that is being used by some other people who are not even involved in this. Oh, yeah, for sure. There are people who are doing that. Oh, yeah. I guarantee it. Yeah. Because... People, attention loss. Look at me. I'm sad. You it's know, opportun- it's opportunism. Yeah. There's not a bigger opportunist in the world than our federal government. And there are people who act like that mm-hmm. in their personal life over and over and over. And yeah. that's just that's something that was on my mind. I think we need to have a very honest and frank discussion about these things, about life and death and the fragility of it, because we all talk about how we're aware of it. I say this every day to myself. I'm going to die today. I'm going to die tomorrow. I'm going to die. Or what if you do? You, number one, you better be ready. Number yeah. two, live like it's in your mind. How long is it going to take for people to forget me? Eh, probably not that long. But you, you know, don't overall. dwell on it. No. What's it going to do? For, you don't there's nothing for it. you. Nothing for you. You're stealing your time. Whatever time that you're given to do whatever you're to do, you're, you're losing it. Well, and this is something else I thought about as I was kind of constructing this a little bit. You know, we have a very... <laughs> I don't know how to describe this. We have a very lighthearted show. Uh-huh. We laugh. We have a good time. We talk about a lot of things that aren't always serious. We, Our last episode, we found out a good friend of ours, apparently very good at fellatio. Didn't even know that. He didn't even know that. No, he like, did not. It's amazing. Kind of like <laughs> If you haven't heard that highlight, please go back and listen to it. It's one of the best things that's ever happened on the show. But we laugh a lot. But even in the midst of that, you know, we've created right around 50 hours of content coming into this one. We've created a lot of stuff. And there's really like 120, probably or more. <laughs> probably. <laughs> like 300. But we have had a lot of things that we laughed about, a lot of light moments. But we've had some serious moments yeah, for on sure. here too. Yeah. Because if nothing else, what you're going to get from us is honesty. You're going to get an honest show. We will own anything we say. Yeah. And and anyone who comes on here is going to have an open forum that's every bit as open as ours is. But it's it's lighthearted. It's serious. It's all these things combined into one. This is obviously very serious and we're going to be laughing in 10 minutes. Believe me. But with that in mind. I worry that we. Sometimes lose sight. Of where our focus needs to be just just in general, just as people. Yeah, in the world. Because everything gets lost in the noise. That's what this is, Steve. There's too much fucking noise in this world. This, this right here, this is white noise. That's all any of it is. 
yeah. is white noise. And there are people who want to focus on the white noise. And I understand that we we thrive on distraction. There's definitely no substance in that white noise. No, there's no. not. But I was thinking about that. The I fucking was, abyss. Mar- Mariana's Trench. Is that what it is? Mariana? Yeah, the Mariana Trench. Mariana. But I, th- I was thinking Got a about deep booty that. hole. <laughs> One that you did not win access to in a bet. No. But I was I was thinking about how lighthearted we are on here and all these other things. But what I really boiled it down to was this. We love the time that we spend doing this. But even if we had no listeners, and that's side note, I was looking at a show the other day on Podcast Addict. This show had like I don't subscribe to it. I was just looking at the information on it. It has like 260 or 70 episodes. Wow. Episodes? We have 10 times more subscribers than they do. Oh, wow. Okay. Sweet. So they've got all that. And we've got all these more subscribers. So even with, the, you know, I think about that. If we didn't have any of those. What's ours at right now? I, I haven't checked anything. I'd, I'd have to look. What do you think? Ballpark it. I know how much our total listens are. We're at almost 5,000 total downloads. Nice. nice. And just the amount of episodes that we've done. That's pretty good. Kit. What, 22? This is 23. And like six or seven countries. I mean, oh. all kinds of stuff, man. When am I going to start getting some like calls like, uh, when are you going to fuck me? <laughs> like, <laughs> you want podcast groupies? Yeah. Okay. And that part of being like doing this too, kind of like I've been waiting. Just hope you don't get the podcast groupies <laughs> I don't on, care. Sna- on Snapchat like Navaria gets because they're care all guys. I don't care if they're guys or girls. You just want attention. I'm not gonna fuck them. So I just want to. I just want to know that they 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 want me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's lovely. It is. I mean, hey, <laughs> I'm gonna finish my point just very briefly. If there was, if we didn't have any of those subscribers, do you know what we do have? We have an fun. Uh, we have fun, <laughs> and we have a running audio record. Of some friends sitting around and talking to each other. This isn't for anybody but us. I mean, if you like it, that's cool. That's how I feel like. And we and if there was one listener out there, I want every listener to feel like they're our only listener and they're sitting at the table while we're doing the rest of this. Well, this started. I mean, we were just basically doing this without after, recording it after boxing, <laughs> after getting punched in the face and Brad coaching. We we're just sitting there hanging out for probably about an hour or two afterwards. Right. And we were just like, you know, we and, can do this. Right. And we didn't record it. Now. Thought, well, no, we just need to go ahead and record it. Yeah, that's it. But if you look if you look down the road in 20 years, 30 years, mm-hmm. you know, God forbid something's happened to one of us or anyone else who's been on the show. Yeah, for sure. Guess what we've got? We've got some fun moments forever digitized, forever recorded that will live on. That's something that you've got. And that's what something I would encourage anyone to do. That's the one benefit of the modern era is everyone's got their smartphone that you've got video and all these other things. Stop videoing every second of every concert that you go to. It's bad. Just I tell you what, instead of trying to record the moment, enjoy the moment. When you've got the chance to record your friends and moments like that, just Mm -hmm. believe me, the older you get, the small moments become the big moments. Those are the moments that hold the most weight as you go along. Yeah, All the moments you thought were so big and transformational when you were growing up, I guarantee you, you don't remember very many of them. But those yeah. stupid little times that you spent doing whatever that you didn't, they were, they were throwaways then. I bet you still remember those now. I know I do. Mm-hmm. Take solace in that. Pay attention to that. And in a time of loss for somebody like this, especially with people that young, 
believe me, we know of which we speak. And that's important. And I, and I hope that it wasn't something violent that did this, that caused the loss. I don't know what I don't know did, if it wasn't a car accident. Is that what you said? I, I have no idea. Oh, okay. I have okay. no clue what. It oh, was. it just said the loss. There was right. never any detail of like a vehicular homicide. Right, and I didn't look into it. Like that. I didn't look into it. Yeah. I just I wanted to be just turn the social media off. I don't want to hear this crap. But I hope that they, no matter what happens, I hope that they take time to take something from it mm-hmm. that they can benefit from as they go forward. Because believe me, that will matter. That's that will matter so much as they go on. And you need some levity. My gosh, find some stuff to laugh at people. And talking about a news anchor blowing a basketball coach is not levity. You're just insulting someone for no reason. Find something else to laugh at. Watch the news. There are plenty of things to laugh at on the news. Yeah. Gracious. (laughs) We've got some news stories we're going to talk about after the break that are. It's just hideous. You can't believe that they're real, but they are. You want to talk about funny? Steve's going to be a nurse. Steve's going to be Nurse Steve. Nurse Steve. Hey, you know what? I have, like, I'm never the same person I wake up every day. I told Stephanie this. I was like, hopefully you don't expect the same person because I never feel the same. I never feel like the same person every day. So when you wake up, it's Steve Roulette. Yeah, I don't know how the fuck I'm I'm going to feel that. I mean, it is what it is. Like, I don't, I try to remember my thoughts from the previous day so I can carry something over. But that's seriously how I feel. Right. And, um... Yeah, it is. It is what it is. You know, I don't know how I'm going to be when I'm a nurse, but uh, I'm I'm pretty. Uh, I have a good bedside manner overall. I think I. You know, it is what it is. I've had some of the classes already. So okay, well, whenever you have a good Steve moment or a good Steve day, then your bedside manner will be great. But no, that it's always mean... the same at work. I'm always the same. That's the thing. Is I can that face. I know what face I have to have. Okay, so there's a so. difference between regular Steve and professional. Professional. Steve. Yeah. So I know how I have to behave. <laughs> You know, I mean, it is what it is. And plus, you want to have a, a level of care and compassion for people at that sick point in their life anyway. So that's it is what true. it is. And those, you know? and that's important, too, because they're facing an ending or, or in many whatever. cases yeah. or they're facing a challenge. And a little compassion will go a long way. For sure. A little yeah. compassion, yeah. a little kindness will go a long way. How much time do you think this will take for you to to finish? Uh, it's a two year program. What I'm looking at, I'm not going to do the BSN. Just straight yeah, RN. I'm just going to straight RN for just right now. Um, that's what I plan on doing. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I've already taken a lot of the, the pharmacology, microbiology, and all that shit. So all that stuff's already out of the way. Well, that's not too much time. The human A and P and all that stuff. So it's not. I mean, I don't have to do anything past one. Right. I'm already past. I'm already at one. I'm already past that. So. Okay. Because uh, I already have all, pretty much all the core classes out. Oh, well, speaking of time, it's yeah. time for another Virginia Tech update. Yay. <laughs> I'm being chased by the cops. What are you being chased by cops? You drive fast. I can't see a damn thing. Gosh, they are the gift that keeps on giving. It is our Virginia Tech update. If they would stop doing this stuff, we would stop reporting on it. They can't stop raping or whatever they're doing. Well, you know, we had the update two episodes ago about the employee uh, and the child porn. Remember that? Yeah, people just love watching children for some reason. Well, this story, courtesy of WSLS, a TV station in Virginia, Dateline, Pulaski County, Virginia. Ooh, Pulaski fucking sucks. 35-year-old Pulaski County man who works at Virginia Tech faces dozens of child pornography charges after being arrested on Thursday. Let's just go ahead and highlight that word, 
dozens. What do you do? Go to the uh, Virginia Tech Library and take pictures or something? <laughs> or like, I know they probably have books on that shit. Oh, you're going to love this. The Pulaski County Sheriff's Office Criminal Investigation Division, along with members of the Virginia State Police High Tech Crimes Division, executed a search warrant on Camelot Road in Pulaski County and arrested Travis Dorsef. Dorsef is charged with 40! 40 felony counts of possession and distribution of child pornography. 40, Steve. The last employee had 22. I get my butthole so shut. Travis apparently thinks 22, that's not good enough. 40. They're going to beat that dude to death. At the Virginia Tech Transportation Institute, Dorsef is a design manager at the Center for Technology Development. He's currently being held at the New River Valley Regional Jail. This is from a while back. Who gets bu- How do you get busted for this shit? Do you like go to your buddies like, y'all like child porn like I do? Like, oh, we're going to tell on him? Or is it like they search for this shit? Or like, Get this. This is still an active investigation, according to the sheriff's office. So there could be more. How do they get caught? I've actually talked to a cop who investigates this stuff, so yeah. I know how it happens. Yeah. And there's a digital way that they can kind of figure out what they're doing. And that like dark web shit? Like, you can't find fucking child porn on regular web yeah, right but, but here's the thing there's a network of these people and they know where to go so they share this shit so with each other they do yeah nice. so apparently whenever it gets shared they can take a snapshot of whoever's transmitting it at that point or a, or like a so mole and well thing. i'd say they get some people to flip yeah and talk about their sources but we got to start putting some of these people on the ground but another employee does it again that's well, t- steve that's two employees. That's disgusting, but I also have a point to make. Yes, they are sick for watching child porn, which is something I would never do. Right. But if it didn't fucking exist, nobody would watch that shit. Very true. So they need to go after the fucking websites. That's how I feel. A lot of them, apparently, I talk, this cop I talked to worked for the state police. Yeah. Apparently, there's a lot of it that's not coming from websites. It's like peer-to-peer... Remember, oh, like, so somebody's abusing somebody and sending fucking pictures to them of well, what they're doing. Well, that's obviously what they're do- what they're doing at some point in taking pictures. But I thought maybe okay, it's like random Cambodian shit or something. Okay, remember like uh, the programs where you would download MP3s years and years ago. Yeah, yeah. Where you would just down, you know, somebody had an archive. You apparently there's a lot of that. So it's stuff. embedded in that shit. Apparently, it's like you you just there are networks of it and they go in and do it. But huh. they've got a way where they can figure out when it's going on and take a snapshot and they know who's connecting to who and. But they, I mean, if they wanted to do it every day, they could catch these people every day. I wish they would. Stop pulling people over for going 35 and a 30 and go get these people and go put them in the ground where they belong. Yeah. Think about this. That's two employees at this place. Why are you going after Virginia Tech? How could we not? It's not even that much of a joke anymore. It kind of is a public service at this point. They've got to stop this. And such a – I mean I've actually worked in that area. And it's such a beautiful campus and area. It is nice there, man. I don't know if you ever drove through there. Oh, I've, I've spent a lot of time it's in manicured. That area. I mean, the females I'm walking, watch them walking up down the street. I know nobody's probably hitting on them or anything like that. Apparently not. They're too old. <laughs> but I mean, they're. I mean, they're some pretty fine looking females up that way. Well, you know what they call right. a twenty year old woman on the Virginia Tech campus? A an cougar? older, an older woman. <laughs> a cougar. <laughs> um, and not to certainly make light of things, but. Uh, Everything needs to be made live. I of. did. I did hear that Virginia Tech is planning on getting rid of their music program. Why? Because their students keep writing every song in A minor. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good right there. Oh god! I knew it. Okay, that one's on me. I'm sorry. That was pretty good. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some news that has popped up 
throughout our world, a little bit of sports. The sports story, you're going to swear to God, came straight out of the onion, and it didn't. It's hmm. real. We're going to talk about that. We've got two or three other stories. The teddy bear, Justin Navarro, is going to join us. When we talk about these news stories, right after this break, you're listening to Apex Live. Hills presents Intellivision. Intelligent television by Mattel. More sophisticated than any video game that has come before. Providing hours of entertainment for the entire family. Intellivision, with one of the clearest game displays available today. Find this system, plus a complete line of sports and video game cassettes at Hills, where our game is low prices every day. Episode 23 of Apex Live continues. Thanks for joining us. I'm Brad. That's Steve. Hello. Little Cielo by Huma Huma. Love our rejoin music. Yeah, it's nice. Time to take a look at the news, some of the weird things that are going on in our world. And we needed someone else to help us analyze the news. So joining us now... In transit from his home in the lovely, in air quotes, state of Ohio, he's back just like last time. It's the teddy bear, Justin Navarro. Justin, welcome, my friend. Hey, thanks for having me again. Uh, well, after last time, how could we not bring you back to talk about the news? Because we've got some fun things to talk about. What's been going on in your world since last we spoke? Anything new? Have you started work on number six yet? Uh, no, I mean um, beating them no. cheeks. I, I, I wish I could even say like we demoed it a little bit, but no, absolutely <laughs> nothing of that variety has happened since the last time. Okay, so when are you going to start on number six? Well, technically we can't. She got her tubes tied. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Just I don't know. I, I would love to start trying any time, any day now. <laughs> like, I'm I'm getting turned down probably 30 times a day. Well, she was getting mad about that, so I kicked it back a little bit. So I'm getting turned down like 29 times a day now. She won't let you play in the mud? So. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's a hard no. I even brought it up. Like, I, I looked for the future. I asked her, at like, our 15-year anniversary, maybe. And she's like, no, never. So what you're saying is I'm going to have to drug you. Oh, my gosh. Not this again. Well, you know, to, I mean, we've been ahead. over it. It's, if she's unconscious in Ohio, it is not rape. God in heaven. This is that true? Us. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. We've buddy. been down this road before. I'm, I'm glad you know the rules. <laughs> That's good. He well, consulted had, a cop. You must. I had, to, I had to learn the rules because people were attacking me on Facebook. Oh, that's a story from a different day. Let's talk about the fucking news. Not talk about putting in my wife's turd cutter. I was just going to say tomorrow's Valentine's Day. So if you buy enough gifts, maybe you'll get some just regular access. But apparently that's out of the realm of possibility. I like that. Well, Shave your I gift. Thought when I gave her five beautiful kids, that was a fucking all access pass. But apparently not. Oh, so you're one of those. Oh, happy <laughs> Valentine's Day. Here's the roof over your head. Boom. Yeah. Uh, Every day's no, a I'm, gift. I'm the exact opposite of that. Okay. Like, so I'm, you're I'm out the of the don't house. Get, I'm the don't get me shit, but I'm going to surprise you with stuff. See, I, I like that approach. So you're out of the house. You're headed to Walmart again to 
enlighten yes, some more people in the parking lot about the things that we talk about. So yeah, I'm probably gonna go in this time. So what did you get her for Valentine's Day? Uh, bouquet of roses. I know it's super. That's okay. Super cheesy. It's they love still that. nice though. They, they like that it. shit. Yeah, a box of chocolates. Okay, and then it's it's kind of comical, but I bought lingerie. Okay, but I bought it in three X for myself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that's right. I'm, I'm going to pull a role reversal tomorrow when the kids are at my mom's, and I'm going like tell her like get a shower, or whatever. I'll put the baby to sleep, <laughs> and then when she comes in, I'm going to have rose petals on the bed and be laying all seductively in some lingerie. <laughs> Cut the crotch Probably. out of that shit, dude. They love Probably. that. Oh, it don't have a crotch. Oh, nice. That's that's yeah. right. <laughs> yes. You know, it, it's, a, right. it's a female. It's a female's lingerie, but I thought it'd be hilarious to buy it way big. Female lingerie. Put, put it on myself. Fucking kidding. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I don't. Do they make guy lingerie? Did I really need to say female? <laughs> I'm gonna let I, you search. I'm for gonna that. have to fucking look for it now. I'm gonna let you search for that. You just leave me out of this. I don't even know if they be... make. Like, they make super, like, neat banana hammocks and shit, but is that really lingerie? Would that be called lingerie for men? So just like a dick holder? I have got... I've got to get some headache medication. They do make that shit. It like, looks like little, um... I guess it'd be like uh, elephant underwear. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you seen that polymyelinagy way in, too? I'm looking at it right now. It's cool. Like, I want to get some of this shit now. What is going on? It's like a little uh, one's one's like a, a crocodile. <laughs> I guess your your dick's the tongue or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Look up Polymyelinagy's weigh in. He, uh, <laughs> he used to weigh in in like leopard thongs and fucking g strings that were elephants, and his dick was the trunk. That's spaghetti eating idiot. You know what? Uh, I gotta I gotta say I I blame myself for this because I'm the one who made the phone call. This is all my fault. Yeah, I apologize. This isn't. Steve's the one to talk about fucking playing in the mud. I do got my boots on. Now that I figured out that you're kind of a freak, dude, I have to, like I got to open that box every once in a while. I'm like, hey, it's a good point. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm a freak. My wife's very conservative. It's not a real good mix, but we make it work. Two freaks, we, man. We've we made it work. What she wants. You've made it work at least four times. Yeah. Oh yeah, because you had a two for last time. Yeah. I mean, we've had sex four times and just happen to have that many kids. You can verify that. Thank God for that. All right. Well, let's take a look at the news. This sadly involves kids, and this isn't a funny story, but it just pisses me off. And it's something that we need to talk about. And because you are a father and because Steve is a father and because there's a five-year-old who I just absolutely love to death that lives in Georgia, this, this makes me mad. So apparently in Colorado... This story coming to you from The Guardian, but it's all over the news right now. Health advocates are blaming anti-vaccine propaganda perpetuated online for the death of a four-year-old Colorado boy from the flu this week. That's fucking stupid. You're going to love this. You're going to love this. The boy's mother, Geneva Montoya. Geneva Montoya. Admitted in a Facebook post that she refused to fill the doctor's prescription for Tamiflu the most common antiviral medication prescribed to treat the flu. The doc prescribed Tamiflu. I did not pick it up, is what she wrote. Here's why. She was on an anti-vaxxer forum on Facebook, and they told her about the natural cures for the flu, including lavender herbs and peppermint oil. 
the kid had a fever that caused a seizure. Hemorrhaging, yeah. And then he dies because of a bunch of anti-vaxxer idiots. Now, here's the point that I want to make. Tamiflu isn't even a vaccine. No. It's just, it's a medication for an acute issue. We're not talking about vaccines. As irritating as the vegan crossfitting atheists are, there is no one more annoying and more irritating than the anti-vaxxers. They're not part of our group. And I don't know if you've ever had to deal with these people, Justin or Steve, but there's only so much you can listen to of these lunatics. And now you've got people dying. I think she needs to be brought up on charges. I think she needs to be brought up on charges of neglect resulting in death. And as parents, what do you all think? Justin, well, you first. Yeah, sorry, I was going to butt in anyway. The, the funniest thing about all these anti-vaxxers is, or are, or whatever the fuck <laughs> word would go there, is that he's a they grammar machine. All, uh, fuck yeah, I am, baby. Kill them all, machine. Amateur, amateur writer hour right here, but no, I tried once, it didn't work out. But anyway, um, they're all fucking vaccinated. All the anti-vaccine parents are fucking vaccinated. Of course they are. So how are you going to fucking expose your kid to shit that you're protected from? You're a fucking faggot. (laughs) Because they're idiots, And I don't mean that like, yeah, I don't mean that like they like penis or like the vagina (laughs) and they have the other. I mean, they're fucking fags. Like you hear a fucking (laughs) fire. Hear a siren go by and they plug their ears. That's a fag. They're fucking faggot. I, re- I really like when you apologize for something and then double down and make it worse. I, no, I, I love that aspect because words don't have any meaning anymore. That's what's great about no, it. No, they don't. Like you can say fuck all day long, but it's not going to mean fornication under carnal knowledge in any way. Well, it's basically it is a com- what it is. It's a comma now. It's not even yeah, a word. But it, I mean, just like faggot, you can call somebody that. I have a gay friend and I call him a faggot all the time, but he knows I'm not calling him a faggot. And he doesn't want you brought up on charges for a hate crime. Yeah, no, I I mean, it is what it is. I used to have a gay friend that I called fag all the time, too. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. He's dead now. Yeah, he did. Did he get real skinny? A couple years ago. My bad. Sorry. I wasn't trying to make a joke. Hey, no, no worries. No worries. My bad. I apologize for so that. I usually it, don't. So was it in his? It was it in his honor that you learned how to become so good at fellatio? <laughs> yeah, <it actually laughs> fucking was. Brad. There you go. It fucking was. You better believe it. No, I don't know if I'm good or not. I'm just saying I think I would be good. Of course well, you would. So, be, that's confidence. Because I fucking I dedicate myself to shit. Well, you got to think. I know what you're doing because if you think about this, if you watch the females that are eating each other out, they're real good at And they, you always ask them or find out why. You get to ask them why. And they're like, well, I know what I like. Well, of course. I understand where you're coming from. You know what you like. Yeah, but I feel like there's a fucking, there's a super huge double standard there too, though, because as a dude with a dick that gets hard, you could fucking put it in your mouth and hum your ABCs, and I'm probably going to ejaculate. And females, you put the clitoris in your mouth, and you got to like fucking do the ABCs backwards and jump, jumping jacks with your tongue. You got to get your hand in there and work your hand. And then sometimes that's not even enough. So, like, how is that fucking fair? You can just fucking. Just hold my dick in your mouth, and it's going to go off. But I got to do all this. I'm fucking sweating by the time I'm done. I don't know if you guys are doing it right or you not. You got to earn like it. I'm doing push-ups. Yeah. I'm usually not sweating. Bullshit. But He's... no, yeah, I think the mom should be strung up on charges. Yes. You know what my favorite part of the last episode a discussion was? Is the fact that right before you said the thing you said about fellatio, 
you you just got done talking about how you research everything. But you didn't. The one thing you didn't research was the proper term for what you're doing. Dick sucking. (laughs) (laughs) It's the one thing you didn't research was the correct terminology. I'm kind of linguist, but yeah, (laughs) I just figured fellatio is oral. No, it's it's not an umbrella term. It should be. I assure you, it's not. That sounds. That just sounds Italian, fellatio. I think it might be. It sounds like a last name. Yeah, or the name of a restaurant. Where are you, you going for dinner tonight? Fellatio's. Well, Olive Garden's booked. We're going to have to go to Fellatio's. Fellatio's breadsticks are the best. How's Fellatio's? It sucks. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> got to try the cream fucking, sauce at Fellatio's. That's the best Yelp review ever. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is terrible. Well, sticking, sticking with the theme of nudity that was unintentional, this story from NBCMiami.com from Collier County and... Of course, this is going to happen. Florida man (laughs) finds naked intruder in bed. In his own bed. Uh, Yes. Brandon Hall was taking something out of his car when the intruder allegedly broke in. This is the story. A Florida man is telling his story after finding a naked intruder in his bed in the middle of the night. It wasn't pleasant. I'll tell you that much. Brandon Hall said. Paul walked into his Collier County home around 3 a.m. Wednesday. He said he heard voices, but thought it was just the TV. The sound was actually coming from inside his bedroom. When I opened my door, my stuff's on the floor, and there's just a naked guy sitting on my bed. Sitting, just not laying. There's no other way to put it. The naked stranger was 38-year-old John Lyles, a man who he said lived nearby. He kept saying that he lived here. And the next thing you know, he said that someone had sent him here, and we don't really know anyone around here. Hall rushed outside and called 911, continued to stay inside the residence. When deputies arrived, Lyle was wearing a robe, but he was still exposed. (laughs) Nice. Of course he was. Now, this is the part that is going to surprise absolutely no one. Lyle didn't know where he was and admitted to smoking crack cocaine earlier. He told deputies he was off his schizophrenia medication. You know, that's a lunatic cocktail when you're off your schizo meds and you're smoking crack. (laughs) Self-medication, man. But But sometimes you got to double down, too. Lyle was taken into custody. Deputies say he made threats while in the back of the patrol car. Nice. So, Justin, just I know some of the people that you hang around, so I think this is probably a fair question. Have you ever just randomly uh, come home and there was a naked guy in your bed? I have not. Maybe with the last believe, name Slocum. Believe, yeah, believe, believe it or not, that's never happened. I've seen his wiener before, but not under those circumstances. <laughs> well, Eric Slocum has been naked in plenty of beds over the years. So, Oh, oh my God. Yeah, absolutely. Is and he a hoe? It's a, it's a disgusting. Eric is a slut. I know oh Eric was a slut. He, he used to be. He's not. Yeah, he's not a slut yeah, anymore. He's not anymore. I never and do that I, about him. And I, I can affirm, confirm whatever fuck word goes there. <laughs> that, that I, lo- I love Teddy Bear Mad Libs. This is great because <laughs> he has had. Dude, I'm, I'm not thinking right. I've been up way too long. Guyton got me up at two o'clock today. I went to work, came Eesh. home, haven't, haven't taken a nap yet. So it is what it is. So you're get, you're getting the best of me. But no, I have seen him. But I don't Brittany's know how not. he does it. Fucker has a square face, has a pushed-in nose, he's fat as shit, and still has females want to have sex with him, even though he's an asshole. And I have seen him, like, physically turn down women wanting him to come hang out. Uh-huh. And, and like, 
man, that's awesome, dude. Like, fucking, yeah, Rocket, give him a little fist. You guys can't see my hand motions. So <laughs> I, I realize I, I'm looking retarded to all the people around me in their cars. It's fucking fist pumping itself. Yeah, I, I just did. Like, I put up the black power signal. <laughs> well, the, just don't stretch the, that hand out. You'll be right. <laughs> yeah, the, I put up the black power fist. But anyway, yeah. So I've seen him actively turn that down for But no, to answer your original question. Well, he didn't get I the girl at Steak and Shake. No, no, that's a fucking lie. I have come home to people naked on my bed before. Oh, my Lord. Yes, no. Um, my cousin Richie, I was fuck. How old was I? I was probably like 15 years old. And uh, hang on, and let dad, me get the Virginia Tech update music. Yeah. <laughs> my, my mom and dad had shared custody of me after they got divorced. I'd be one week with my mom, one week with my dad, one week with my mom, one week with my dad. All right. Well, it was a Sunday, so I came home from my dad's to my mom's house, go upstairs in my bedroom, and my cousin Richie is fucking his now wife in my bed, but I was naked. <laughs> Like with the with the covers I use. Did he get like, the finish though? Didn't even change my covers. I don't know if they finished or not. I left. I just I didn't even say anything. I just turned around and walked back out my door. I was hoping he turned around and looked at you while he was. You didn't still have any going. snail trails on your bed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not sure if I did or not. I, I'm hoping my mom watched it all. Yo, you're like, mom, they're fucking up my bed. <laughs> I just I went I just went downstairs shaking my head like no, and that's that's not the only time it happened, but that's the only time oh. they were naked. Like, dude, oh. can you fuck her in like the basement or something? Something <laughs> something funny. You want to know something funny? Sure. My fam my family is very close. I love all my relatives. I love all my cousins. But his sister Michelle, I came home one day and was banging her boyfriend at the time in my bed. Same bed <laughs> that her brother and his now wife banged in. We got like, ain't, um... Ain't that some shit? These are these are the best family values ever. But I feel like I love Michelle, though. She's like a sister to me. I like Richie, too. We're just, we're not super... Dude. He's the reason I know Beckley. He was imprisoned in Beckley for eight years. Oh, well, that's, love. that's lovely. Oh, uh, FCI, huh? Beckley, uh... Yeah, the, yeah. the one up on the hill. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Nice place. Yeah. That's lovely. Okay, well, thank you for chiming in on that. Yeah, he's, he's a good dude. Uh, he's straightened his life out now. That's, he works for the union. Yeah, good that's for him. wonderful. Good for him. Oh, my gosh. How is it that we can have any news story and you've got something to tie to it? I apologize. Dude, I, I, I've i lived a crazy, crazy 29 years on this earth. I'm sorry. I can't believe you're already 29. That's what astonishes me. That's crazy. I can't believe, dude. Well, you probably don't look I know at Instagram, do you? Then. Huh? Hmm. Do you do you watch Instagram at all? Uh, on occasion. Oh, so you didn't see my picture of the daddy daughter dance today? No, I haven't seen that today. Oh my goodness, Ava looks like she's fucking fifteen. I can't deal oh, with. Wow. I, I can't deal with that. I cannot look at that. That sucks. She is forever. Yes. She's forever the three year old sitting in the booth beside you at Eaton Park. I cannot see uh, her being that old. That makes no sense. Eaton Park. It's like, it's like you blink. Yeah. 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 They got deep fried ravioli. It's pretty sweet. Yes, they do. It's so where, good. Where, where, uh, what one was that at? Where's that at? Uh, was Near that Morgantown, we, right? Was that Wheeling that we were at? No, no, that was Weirton. 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 It was, um, Weirton. was it Dave Kendrick? Yeah, it was after the Kendrick fight. It sure was. Because yeah. okay. it was the only place open because it was the night before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah, Angelo has such weird show dates. <laughs> yes, he does. The Feast of Fists every year. <laughs> The Feast of Fist. I like that. That's what he calls it. Absolutely. Feast of Fists. Well, here's our third story. I have a feeling both of you are going to chime in on how 
wonderful this is because of instant karma. I'm a big fan of instant karma. I like instant karma. You're not going to find more instant karma than this. This is from I CBS. Love videos. This is from CBS Austin. There's no video of it, and we should probably be glad that there's not. This is from Houston. A man who allegedly, now we probably won't be able to confirm it, who allegedly exposed himself at a Whataburger in Houston Wednesday night has died after being hit by a vehicle after fleeing from an officer. That seems tough. If oh, you're gonna shit. if you're gonna run away after flashing and then you get hit. Now, the problem is whoever wrote this did not say it in quite the way that they needed to say it. And here's why. Houston police responded to a call for a man exposing himself at the drive thru. When the officer arrived, the man took off on foot running across I ten. Don't run across the interstate. Police yeah. say he made it across the westbound lanes, but was hit by an 18-wheeler That's like in the eastbound lanes. That's like 10 lanes of traffic there. I-10, right? Okay, this is... It's huge. Now, this will make you feel better about... I, I think it's eight. That's fucking a lot, man. This is going to make yeah. you feel better about to protect oh, and serve. Fuck. The officer did not pursue the suspect, as HPD policy is to not run across a freeway. <laughs> no, you fucking think. <laughs> First of all, does that need to be policy? Second of all, I don't think it had anything to do with policy. I think the officer just didn't want to chase a naked guy. He's fucking Frogger, man. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine dying with your dick out? <laughs> Especially 18-wheeler hitting you, dude. That would suck. Yeah, that would. Yeah. I just, I, I worry about that sometimes. Like, if you, the roads are bad and shit, you, like, I you log worry out about my Snapchat what? and log out all my stuff. And dying... <laughs> with like under unexpected circumstances like down with your dick out like i make sure my pants are zipped up tight and stuff and is it out there you're gonna shit yourself anyways it doesn't really matter <laughs> well it's not that it's a secret or anything but sometimes like when i work night shift i'd be uh -huh. extremely tired on the way home it's sometimes it's weird man the That's best true. way to stay awake is just flop your dick on the steering wheel you've never done that roll your no. windows down turn on the air conditioner turn your music up high and start jerking off that's the best <laughs> just don't finish because well, no, you'll fall asleep not not even not even jerking off just fucking smack your dick around a little bit like nothing squeeze your balls you up, a tad bit nothing just, wakes you yeah. up quite like fucking having your dick out while you're driving i mean it don't work all the time but yeah little but ball. Then if the weather gets bad you gotta put it away because who wants to die with their dick out i that's am true. i am most concerned with the fact that you have done this enough for there to be a controlled group for the experiment and for an active research group. That's what scares me is that you've done it enough that you can actually put together a scientific profile of what works and what does not. That is terrifying to me. Hey, all, all I'm saying, uh -huh. I've worked night almost my entire adult life and I've had about an hour commute almost my entire adult life. Okay. And so, some nights, like I've become immune, like to the the hot, cold. Like you know, that's a trick. Like if you're having trouble staying awake, put your heater on full blast and crank it over to AC. Then full blast, crank it over to AC. Well, sometimes that don't work, dude. I've, what I did does that. work yeah. is pulling your dick out and flopping it around. Because I don't masturbate. We know I don't masturbate. But that's not masturbation. No, we no, Justin. We've been told that you don't. We don't know that you don't. Hey, do you have to finish in order for it to be <laughs> masturbation, or? Is it... 
I don't know. Otherwise, never... otherwise, it's just genital domestic not, violence. I'm just beating off constantly. Like, well, <laughs> I was finding a way to grab my dick any way I can. And it's considered edging if you don't ejaculate, right? I think so. Yeah, something like that. Well, that's something that oh, you would I... only know after doing all of your research. Why? Why do you guys always get me to say stupid shit? <laughs> I, do not put this on me. This and, is you guys' fault. And that is true of anything that you've talked about. Don't put any of that on me, the blame or anything else. Because apparently you just oh, no. whip it out and sling it around. Yeah, you said that. Yeah, don't don't blame us for that. This well, is just I a was... forum for you to say it. We are just talking about, like, not wanting to die the dick out. <laughs> well, I thought that was a given. Nobody wants to... Oh, that's not true. There are certain situations where it's okay to die with your dick out. If, you just don't want to be by yourself. If I could pick between yeah. shitting myself and dying with my dick out, I will die with my dick out. That's a very good point. Like, this guy's a fool. He shit himself. Like, no. I'd, I'd shit myself. I'd personally <laughs> rather die with my dick in. <laughs> if you're going to pick how you <laughs> go... Funny. That's a pretty yeah, good I, way to go. I always used to say I wanted to be suffocated by muff. That's how I wanted to go out. Muff. Wouldn't that be muffocated? Muffocated. <laughs> Muffication. <laughs> that's good. That should be the. That's Urban Dictionary right there. Is that true? No, I'm gonna. Oh. Uh, that's now I need to look it up. Muffication. We have, we have two terms that we need to put on Urban Dictionary under the Apex Live podcast username. One is that, and the other one is, and this was on an episode. Justin, I think you were on this one when I said the name for a picture that is sent to you that you did not ask for from a woman and it's a nude would be unsolicited. Unsolicited. Yeah, no, yeah. Because we were talking about how it's socially acceptable now to just say hi with your dick. I don't ever send anybody dick pics. I like yeah, it. I don't either. Like, I have a rule. I am not going to show you my penis. Like, <laughs> I Google them with some. I am so thankful for that rule. I Google image very... that shit though. I send it to like if somebody asks for dick pic, they usually get like a like a twelve inch black dick. And they're like, well, "That's well, your I... dick?" Yeah, that's my dick, dude. I have a buddy who's very well endowed uh-huh. and has my Snapchat password. And if someone's like, "Hey, show me your dick," Justin, like, hey, ju- Justin, hey. you weren't supposed to tell anybody about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, "Hey, Brad, <laughs> send your giant penis." <laughs> No, send uh, a picture of it. Just a picture. Uh, yeah, don't send it. <laughs> no, don't send it. Uh, there is very important use for it. Gracious. I'm sure. I'm sure in the near future there's going to be a way where you can like send a 3D picture of your penis, and they can just like 3D print it right there on the spot. Oh my gosh! They take a couple That's snips like, of like pubic hairs it's and like send the it. Next... <laughs> Look how far we've elevated. When I was like 14. I used to cyber. You used to have to go to like fucking team chat and I did that shit too. It was awesome. And all that shit. And then now you have that shit right there at the tips of your fingertips on your phone with pictures and sound and I wish high I, definition. I wish I had a picture of the smile and thumbs up that Steve just gave you. <laughs> it is perfect. I pulled some chicks off that shit like real life. Like, hey, let's meet up. And they're like, okay. Attaboy. I was like, hope I don't get AIDS. And I didn't. <laughs> My childhood best friend Brad wanted to fucking drive 11 hours to Boston to have an orgy with these girls who I'm pretty sure were 30-year-old dudes. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Wearing wigs or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh I'm over gosh. here getting wicked hard. Come over here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, Wicked that is fucking hot. That is 
that's phenomenal. Plus, you got to listen to them when you fuck them. It doesn't matter if it's female or male; they're going to sound horrible. Doesn't yeah. doesn't Muffication sound like a Red Hot Chili Peppers song that didn't quite Dreaming make it to the album? Of yeah, yeah kind of. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. All right, one more story. I don't Muffet know how we get City. Like, so, City. So, yeah, Suffragette City. City. I love David that song. Bowie, though, isn't it? I love David Bowie. Yeah, it's David Bowie. I feel sorry for this dude that lost at Freeway Frogger. <laughs> no shit. That sucks. I feel sorry for the fucking 18-wheeler driver out of dick on his windshield. He thought he was going to win the game, too. He's like, fuck, one more lane to go. Yeah, that's the point. He thought he won when he got across the first one. Oh, fuck. He got he got across the westbound lanes. He thought he won. This isn't that's, a shoulder that's after That's usually all. where I die in Frogger. I get to the median. I'm like, fuck it. Let's go, baby. And then you go across like the first two lanes real fast and get smashed. I have that on Atari. I need to play that, Frogger. That's a good point. We need to do some more retro gaming. Okay, it's time for our... Sports story. This is our final story. Is this a Navarro one, or is it one you have? This is one I have, and you're going to love it's this. It's not about the two Ohio State guys, is it? No, it's not. By the way, I think they're just going to transfer to Virginia Tech. Or Baylor. Or Baylor. I thought they transferred from Virginia Tech. <laughs> no, I'd say they'll go to Tech. And then either there or Baylor, you can take your pick. And it was women they're accused of doing things with, so they're not going to Penn State. Sorry, Eric. <laughs> okay, here we go. You would think this is from The Onion, but I swear to you that it's not. Okay. We've all had these questions, these discussions over the years. You're interviewing someone, and you need some softball questions to kind of get things rolling, right? Or maybe you're getting to know someone you don't know very well. So you'll ask them something. What do you do for work? Right. Yeah. Or it'll, And this is one of the more popular ones, especially for interviews. If you could only invite three people to dinner throughout history, who would you like to have dinner with? Right? Yeah. Grand Valley State University, which I didn't even know was a real place. I've heard of it before. Yeah. Has suspended offensive coordinator Morris Berger. As the school investigates comments Berger made to a student newspaper. Now, how bad could it be, right? This couldn't be that difficult. It couldn't be that offensive that you're going to suspend him. And by the way, the postscript of this is since this story broke, they've since parted ways. He's no longer employed by the school. And you're oh, going to find out why. You ready? This, so you two haven't heard this story. Neither no, one of you. Heard of it. Steve, have you? I know. I Berger was interviewed in the Grand Valley Lanthorn paper, which, by the way, the student newspaper. You're not even talking to an outside paper. You're talking to the, the school newspaper and was asked which three historical figures Berger would have dinner with. Berger responded by saying one of his choices would be because of his leadership skills. Adolf Hitler. Nice. <laughs> this guy probably wasn't. Uh of African descent, was he? Listen to this quote. This is probably not going to get a good review, but I'm going to say Adolf Hitler. It was obviously very sad, and he had bad motives, but the way he was able to lead was second to none. How he rallied a group and a following, I want to know how he did that. Bad intentions, of course, but you can't deny he wasn't a great leader. Um... I can. First of all, Morris, if you take a look into the mirror, 
you'll find out something very important. He would have shoved you into an oven. What was his last name? The coach's last name? Burger. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, he would have made a burger out of him. Well, take a look at him. He's uh, not blonde headed and yeah. not blue eyed. I don't know if he's Jewish, but at that point, I really don't think it matters. He he would have dinner with Hitler. If your answer to that was, well, the first person, by the way, that was the first name out of his mouth. He didn't even get to name the last two. So if you're going to have dinner with Hitler, you can save it if you said, well, I'd have the first person I'd invite is Hitler. So I can shoot him in the head and save everybody a whole lot of grief. He didn't do that. He said he wants to have dinner with him because of his leadership skills. Yeah, You have to look at the interviewer's face and like, oh. And think about this. This is probably like a sophomore writer just cutting their teeth in the world of journalism. Hey, I'm going to have a nice, easy softball interview with the new offensive coordinator that probably makes 12 grand a year and has to work at Taco Bell. Grand Valley State. To make ends meet. Oh, you want to have dinner with Hitler? Well, now my news story is all over ESPN for the next month. Was that on ESPN? Yes. It's where I'm reading it from right now. Ah, fucking ESPN, man. They should just leave that shit alone. They should give you sports scores and like maybe 30 for 30 every once in a while. But my God, that political shit, man, they should leave it alone. I don't even know if that's political. I think that's more of a mental health issue. Ah, It's kind of political. though. You got to think about that's it's Hitler. Yeah, but if there's one thing that can unite us. It's the Democratic us. Party. It's fucking... <laughs> well, that's a good point. It's fucking they're, politics. They're, they're moving more and more <laughs> yeah. socialist by the day. Yeah. So, Justin, would you uh, would you want to have dinner with Hitler? This is such a softball question. You better get it right. Yeah. I mean, um, you, you guys have been doing a lot of talking, and I've been sitting here thinking, is, is what he said? Really that wrong? Oh, now listen, God, listen, 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 listen. I All agree. Right. With, Hitler with was a terrible fucking person. Yes. He wanted to kill anybody who he didn't think was pure. But could you get that many fucking people to follow you if you didn't have leadership ability? Technically, Stalin killed 10 million more people than he did. Yeah. All I'm saying, like, I... I'm not saying I fucking like I, I agree with you. I'd shoot him in the face. Like, I'd have dinner with him, shoot him in the face. But you can't really say he was a bad leader or didn't have. No, he was a bad leader. Yes, he was a bad leader. Let me let me fucking rephrase this to where I don't get fucking skewered. Agree with me or I'll kill you does not make you but, a good leader. No, but you <laughs> you got to say he had leadership ability. Like, he didn't go batshit crazy till he already had all that power. Are you following me? Yeah. Like, he had to have some kind of... He had to have some kind of ability to get to where he was. He was charismatic. And he got people to like him and follow him. And did it all with one ball. One ball, dick can get hard. Once he got there... That's when he went fucking batshit. But he had leadership ability. Like, you can't say he didn't. Like, how you want to fucking lead that many people and not have any ability? Then once he got, like, everyone under him, then he was like, okay, let's let's go fucking kill the Jews and everyone who don't have blonde hair and blue eyes. Like, he was a fucking, he was a terrible shit stain of a person. Right. Don't get me wrong. But I think that offensive coordinator he's either super racist or he was misunderstood in his interview 
It's kind of hard to 50, misunderstand. 50. <laughs> it's kind of hard to misunderstand. I would have dinner with Hitler because if you're saying these things, that means you kind of admire some of this. But he did explain himself well, a why, though. He I don't did. admire Hitler at all. Well, here's the other at thing all, you've got to do. You can't say you can't say he didn't have any leadership ability. I mean, that's why the guy said he wanted to have dinner with him because of his ability as a leader. He didn't say he wanted to have dinner with him because he mass-murdered fucking Jews and wanted to create a pure race. We already did that by accident with the fucking slaves. But as soon as he, he got to the table, Hitler would have shot him. So this is kind of a moot point. Maybe. It's a fucking hypothetical dinner, though. <laughs> Who's the other Hitler's two people? He's not going to be fucking in handcuffs with no gun. Like, just forced to talk to this dude. You think that I Hitler... Think he got it. He didn't get to say the other two people, did he? Do you th- no, he did not. The question yeah. is, did Hitler... One of them might have been Martin Luther King, the second one, because he was a great speaker and leader. You know, right, so, so, did, let, uh, so did, let me, did Hitler die with his dick out? That's the question. I don't think he probably. had to get his dick up. Didn't he... Did it? Did he kill himself, or did he, is he the one that died of the fucking toe infection? Now, that's the that's the conspiracy theory. He was in Argentina impregnating bitches there. See, that's what, what I think. I think he ended up in Argentina, but the, the official story is he killed himself in the bunker with Ava Braun. No, Ava killed herself by herself. <laughs> Who died of the foot infection? Uh, that's Bob Marley. Oh. <laughs> now, I'm just playing. I think he died of cancer, but I think he had something fucked up with his foot. I think he had, like, foot cancer or some shit like that. No, the one I'm thinking of, he got shot in the foot and it got infected. I have no clue who you're talking. It wasn't Pretty sure it's Bob Marley. They hung Mussolini, so it wasn't him. Oh, they've ripped his fucking yeah. head off. They didn't just hang him. They drug him through the streets with a noose around. They his left neck. him hanging in a gas station for a while, and then they drug they him. They beat him for the hours and hours and hours, yeah. like days. It's a bit to be fair, he earned it. Benito Mussolini. So here's the question. Yeah, he. I'd say he probably spent a lot of time dining at Fellatio's. So with that yeah. said. <laughs> Justin, you've got three people that you can go to to dinner with. Who are they? It's any three people. Any three gotta, people from history. Be, any three so in they, history. So they got to be like a historical figure. Well, it, it can be people that are alive now, people who aren't alive anymore, but they're historical figures. They can be three people you just sort of know or used so, to know. I mean, it could be any three people so it ever. Could, like it could be relatives. Yeah. Okay. It would be my grandpa Bob. Okay, he died. He died when I was four years old of bone cancer. Okay, um, my grandpa Dick, who just died uh, three or four years ago. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, that that was rough. He was one of my best friends, and then Dale Earnhardt Senior. Wow. Yeah. So here's here's well, an interesting question: Did your grandpa, that just recently passed away a few years ago, um, that you were so close to, was he a Dale Earnhardt fan? No, that's that's why I picked Dale Hart. He was a Jeff Gordon diehard. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I was but, wondering if there was a gran- connection. My grandpa, two. my grandpa Bob, was a uh, giant Dale Hart fan, which mm-hmm. led my dad to be a giant Dale Hart fan. Okay, how about led you? Me to be a giant Dale Hart fan. Okay, yeah. So basically, yeah, so, you're going to have this dinner, and then you're just going to troll one of your grandfathers. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, he would like it though. I mean, he'd get the he, joke. He'd he he was it. a cool dude. Yeah, he was. My grandpa Dick was amazing. He's one of the best dudes I've ever met in my life. That's very cool. And I was very I was very fortunate to have a grandfather like him cuz he wasn't even my biological grandfather. He's my mom's stepdad. Yeah. He was just he he came he came into the a very bad scenario when my mom and all her brothers and sisters were younger and just turned the ship around and like made everybody kind of stable and 
Man, blood and doesn't re- always equal family. Them all as his own, yeah. Blood yeah, doesn't so. always equal family, and family doesn't always equal blood. That's just yeah, one hundred percent. So like, so that would be my three if I was allowed to. If it was, well, you can be anybody, relatives and shit. If it was only like famous people from history, my three would be Dale Earnhardt Sr. Okay, Hulk Hogan. Okay, because I mean, who wouldn't want to fucking have dinner with a Hulkamaniac? Okay. Well, I, I know then, I know quite a few people who probably wouldn't want to because he wouldn't be too welcoming of them. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> probably fair not enough. going to KFC. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, he was, whatever. It is obvious. What it is very. Ir- it is very ironic that he referred to everybody as brother. Fuck you, brother. Yeah. <laughs> In any event, yeah. go on, go on. Who's the third? Uh-oh. one? That's terrible. Why why you do that to me? Who's the third one? Uh, you're you're making me look like an idiot tonight. I am not. <laughs> no. Yeah. Who's the third? Well, no, one? anyway, it would be Dale, Hulk, okay. and Jack. Jack Nicholson? What? Nope. Can you guess what Jack Brad? I'm thinking. Jack Dempsey. Nope. Jack uh, Kerouac. I would have thought I would have thought Dempsey. That'd be a good nope. pick. Who? Johnson. Sharky. Oh. Jack Sharkey? Are you kidding me? Tell me that wouldn't be a great dinner. Um, he'd spend most of the time trying to convince the other two of who he was. <laughs> what? Yeah. They have no clue who Jack Sharkey is. I know who Jack Sharkey is. He's the only, isn't he the only heavyweight champion to lose the lineal heavyweight championship by disqualification? Because yeah. Schmeling got it on a DQ over top of him? I think that's it. Nice. Yeah, no, Jeez. no, he is. He, um, yeah, no, he's also the only ever Lithuanian heavyweight champion. Oh, well, that, that'll be great on Boxing Jeopardy. Thank you very much. We're not going to have Jeopardy anymore here soon. That's very true. Steve, Tell me that wouldn't, that, that would be a great dinner, though. That would, I mean, it'd be interesting. Sharky, imagine the fucking stories that fucker has, though, fighting in that era, all those dudes. That's true. He fought but Dempsey. He lived a full-ass life. He didn't die until he was, like, 70-something. That's he was true. alive in the 90s, and he was born in, like, 1800-something, wasn't he? <laughs> That's true. He lived longer than Dempsey did. Yeah, he was... He definitely did. He was, yeah, Dempsey died super young, didn't he? Oh, no. Dempsey was in his 80s. Was he, he really? Yeah, he he actually spent most of his formative years growing up in Logan County, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. He was born in Manassas, Wyoming, but he spent most of his time growing up in West Virginia. Fucking Steve, who are your three? Um, Samuel Jackson. I like him pretty good. Okay, that's one. Samuel Jackson. That's nobody. I else, know that nobody else would get to talk <laughs> if Samuel Sam Jackson Jack- is there. <laughs> Samuel Jackson, like that's all three people. It's he. It just depends. Okay. I believe um, you're, th- you're thinking of Eddie Murphy, sir. <laughs> yes, he played Samuel Jackson and himself. Um, so Samuel Jackson. Okay. Rashida Jones. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and who else would it be? Um, Probably not Quincy. Uh, I'd say Quincy would be a little bit perturbed with your intentions toward his daughter. Yeah, i like, Quincy, watch this. Why'd you invite me to dinner with my daughter and Samuel Jackson? i <laughs> like, oh, fuck your daughter in front of you, Quincy Jackson. You would do her on the Quincy. table in front of Quincy. I'm tired of this motherfucking food on this motherfucking plate. And that we have to have that. That has to happen. Right. Absolutely. Um, I like Hunter S. Thompson. He's kind of fucking weird. And I like a lot of his writings and stuff. That is a good pick. Yeah. That is a good pick. Now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, I would change my He's got to be a zombie, though. Like, after he he died. 
Yeah, that's not so good of a pick. Okay, so let's see here. I've got to do my three, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say Dennis Miller. Oh, that's a funny guy. Very similar sense of humor, and we can talk about a lot of different topics. Uh, Jimmy Connors, favorite tennis player. Always such a compelling figure, very inspirational. Hmm. And Megan Gustafson. Fuck's that? She is <laughs> I gotta look it probably up. the greatest women's basketball player in the history of Iowa basketball. Is she, she hot to though? Alexander? I don't think so, but she's about six two, and oh. I think she is gorgeous. So that would be my third one. What's up, Vonda Ward? No, she looks way better than Vonda Ward. I'll tell you that right. I met, I met Vonda Ward in person once in Defiance, Ohio. Okay, and. Steve, she, our research department is looking her up, by the way. Not Vonda, Megan. Megan moves this. But you met Vonda Ward? She was a basketball player at Tennessee, I think. Yeah, I met her at a Roy Caldwell show in Defiance, Ohio. I think it was Defiance. She's a big bitch. She's cute, though. No, um, Denison. <laughs> in Denison, Ohio. Okay. Not Defiance. Yeah. I mean, I was an amateur. I was like, I don't know, I was probably 15 or 16 years old. But yeah, he's like, hey, this is Vonda Ward. And she was getting her introduced. I was like, I know who the fuck you are. You fight Ann Wolf. <laughs> well, she, here's the thing. She's she's known for getting knocked cold by Ann Wolf in one of the but most brutal knockouts ever. That's the only fight she ever lost. Yeah, she was a monster. She was great. She just got iced by Ann Wolf. I want to see Ann Wolf get her ass beat. Ann Wolf could have won a men's championship in her prime. She was a yeah. freak. No, the well, one the I want to see is, get knocked out. Oh, Cla- uh, Shields. Cla- I want to yeah, see Shields. Clarissa Shields get. I'll tell you what I want to see. I, hate Cla- I don't even want to see her get knocked out in a fight. I want to see her try to run across I 10 in Houston. Did you see where. Um, her fucking trainer, like, where smashed she called somebody? out Layla Ali. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw it. She's been retired for a while, though, right? Oh, yeah. She's Layla in her 40s. Layla Ali retired in 2008. She's yeah. in her like, 40s. So I said for a she, while, you know, she's 42, but she's still in great shape. I'm not sure she can make super middle anymore. I, would, I, hate, but she's, I hate Clarissa. I would love to see her come back and beat the fuck out of her. She's in same. phenomenal shape. It'd be it would be a good fight. Now, somebody that prime arrogant prime is going to get knocked out. Isn't Shields yeah. like 28 or some shit, though? Younger now. She's not even. Yeah, she's not even 28. She's like 23. Yeah, she won ridiculous. two gold. She won two gold medals before she was. She won her first gold medal at 17. Then her second one at twenty one. Yeah, I counted on my fingers. Fuck she looks you. she looks older than she and, is though. But I that's think, not yeah. that's not even the point. She's winning gold medals in women's boxing, which at this point it's obviously going to get better. But at this point is basically like being on the girls' basketball team at a single A high school. As long as you try, you're going to at least get a medal. She probably has a dicklet. I wouldn't doubt well, it. Well, her fucking her two <laughs> um, huge clit. Her. Her two um, her two gold medals. She only had to fight a combined five times. I rest my win, case. Sounds like Diane. When fucking... You got dudes fighting five times, not even making it to the medal round. That's fucked up. I rest my case. They're not wearing headgear anymore. All she has to do is try, and she gets at least a medal. So it doesn't really count. And she, yeah. I'm the greatest that there's ever been. I cannot wait until she gets iced. Cannot wait until she gets. I don't think up. she's that great, really. She's going to lose. She hits pretty hard for a, a female. You know, that's what I don't think a lot of the there's girls a couple can take. out there that can beat her. And I like to see it. I want to see it now. She'll avoid them. I pay to see that. She'll I do the same. That. She'll do the same thing Javante Davis does. She'll run her mouth and then dodge all the important fights and then you, ultimately fight a girl that they can beat up because that's what Javante does too. Do you know the fight that I am super excited to see? What's that? The women's fight. It, it hasn't been made official yet, What's but that? it's in talks. 
two of the best looking female fighters in the game right now. Okay, who is it? Katie Taylor versus Amanda Serrano. I don't. That I, is going to be a fucking fight. I'm not big on Amanda Serrano, I'm either Serrano sister, but yeah, you're right about Katie. I like Katie Taylor a bunch. I think she's an like, excellent. You don't fighter. like Amanda Serrano? Yeah, she's all right, but I like Katie a lot better. She's a beast. I like Katie Taylor a whole bunch better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do too, but I agree wholeheartedly. Boy, we have veered. One, we have veered off topic. We have veered so far off topic. But in any but, event, we just wanted you to join us for the news. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I, no, all good. I fuck everything I touch up. Man, I'm just I'm just glad you joined us because this is kind of what I was shooting for was just a little levity and a lot of fun. But we've got one more segment coming up. We've got somebody else that's going to join us after the break. But we wanted to bring you in because you're obviously one of our favorite guests and you always bring a lot of fun. Awesome. Steve's Pre- too busy looking that. at the Serrano sisters. Yeah, I was looking at. Him. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, look up Amanda, not Cindy. I'm looking. Yeah, Amanda. Right Amanda is better than Cindy. I'll give you that. Yeah, she's uh, looking and fighting. Yeah, but I like Katie Taylor better. Yeah, I mean, just gonna say that, and it's personal taste. You know, did, to did each you watch? Own. Did you watch the Katie Taylor Delphine Pursun fight? I did. That was I had Katie Taylor put on. Yeah, I had a draw. I thought it was Katie. A, Katie Taylor showed some fucking grit weaknesses in that fight. She showed but some she grit. Also showed some fucking heart. Yeah. yeah, she did. I thought she's she got off to a fast start, and I think she faded late, but pulled it out at the end. Won one of the last two, and she needed that to get a draw. But on my card anyway. But she ended up getting a what a split decision. I think. Yeah. No, I think it was a majority. Majority wasn't probably. It? Yeah, but I, I know yeah. it was razor thin. But I'm glad yeah, she won. Was, I got one question for you guys before I leave. Okay. I know you got another you know, segment with another guest because you guys are cheating on me. All right, shoot. Nah. Uh, I'm kidding. Who do both of you, you probably don't know shit about this, Steve, because, I mean, you know boxing, but not very well. Well, he's just throwing Who? shade at you for no reason. I don't know the most. <laughs> I'm not like a historian. Well, yeah, well, that's why I'm going to say this, and you're probably going to know like four names. But And this is not dissing you at all. Okay. At, one, at all. Who is the greatest female fighter of all time? Ooh. Are we talking straight boxing or MMA too? In your opinion, both. both. Like boxing and MMA. Give me two names. Uh, MMA, I'm going to say Gina Carano just because I love Gina Carano. And I don't want to ever disparage her name at all in case I ever have a shot. Um, let's see. Female boxing. Ooh, that's tough. When I address these questions, I always think of it in terms of take their absolute best, like that that one performance that's their time capsule performance, the best they're ever going to be, period, right? Mm -hmm. Who beats everybody else at their peak when they're at their peak, pound for pound? And for me, the answer to that is Lucia Riker. Okay, I mean, that's fair. Yeah, the only loss that she ever had was in kickboxing, and it was to a guy. And then I think she came back and beat him in a in a competition. She never lost a boxing match. She absolutely dominated people, and people ran from her. Christy Martin never avoided anybody and wouldn't fight her. Yeah, that's all you need yeah. to know. Christy Martin fought fucking everybody. She did, and would not fight Riker. So I think Lucia, and that's nothing against Layla Ali or anyone else, but I think absolute best versus best, Lucia Riker was just phenomenal. I think she's the best that there's ever been, and that's resume and skill set. But that's my Yeah, answer. I mean, okay. I mean, fair, fair enough. I, I'm not going to debate it because I know you guys got another. No, go for it. What do you got? 
Valentina Shashenko. She's a pretty good uh, MMA fighter. Is that the that the bitch with the gun tattoo? The the Russian and uh, UFC. Yeah. The gun on her right hip. Yeah. Oh, by the way, yeah. honorable mention Becky Lynch. <laughs> For the same reason as Gina Carano. But anyway, go on. Yeah. He said Becky Lynch. She's a fucking wrestler, ain't she? Yeah, that's correct. The one that um, the big girl broke her nose. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the yeah. one. Yeah, no. Um, the only issue I have with Lucia Riker is, yeah, she never, she never lost boxing, but she never really fought anybody. I know you say everybody ran from her, but she didn't really fight. She anybody. bought. She bought. She fought the best of her time in her weight class. She kind of did what Joe Lewis did. She cleaned out her division twice. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and best versus best, that's what I'm going to go by. She she abs This is the thing that I always try to tell people about 80s heavyweight boxing. They would reference this fighter or that fighter, oh they didn't fight anybody. And my answer is always, well they fought guys who were obviously very good and won championships of their own. Larry Holmes fought all those guys and made them look ordinary. He made very good fighters look ordinary. And that's kind of what Riker did. They talk about well, she didn't fight anybody. Well, she fought everybody she fought and made them look like nothing. Yeah. And that's what really brilliant, great athletes do in whatever they're ever going to do. That's what Roy did, too. Absolutely. So who? So who's your pick? My pick, I would have to go if we're going the absolute best, you take them on their best night. Right. She has losses, but it's not always the same. I would have to pick Ann Wolf. Yeah, that's a good pick. Because Ann Wolf was just an absolute monster. She was a freak. The way, the way she trained, her mentality, everything about the woman was kill, 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 kill. Right. She wasn't. She wasn't happy coming in and getting a decision. She wanted to leave with your head, and it's hard to beat fighters like that. I think she's more impressive as a trainer than she is as a fighter. Yeah, she was in Wonder Woman as well. That's right. That's right. She, she, she was. was in Wonder Woman. She was. And she probably wanted yeah. to be even more in Wonder Woman, but, you know, didn't get the chance. I know they're wrong with it. I mean, the only <laughs> thing that matters, though, because technically she's undefeated, but she did have that loss to Mafood or Mafood, Valerie, whatever the fuck her last name Mafood. is. But then she avenged yeah. it like three times. She did. Well, the same thing was true with Holly Holm. In yeah. boxing, Holly lost one fight. And you know, she's got to get some consideration because of how dominant she was in boxing and then has gone to MMA and been extremely successful there, too. Yeah, but then you also, you would have, man, see, this is such a hard fucking question. I didn't really think about it before I asked it. I didn't know it was going to drag on this long. But because Mia St. John. No, oh, you just like her because she was in Playboy. Yeah, she's pretty cute. Who oh. fucking cares? I bet you she, she was a beast. She was a good. No, she was a good fighter. She beat Holly Holm up. Mia St. John beat Holly Holm. Yeah, that's Holly Holm's loss, isn't it? No, that is not. No, Holly yes. Holm. I bet you twenty dollars that Doll her hairs. loss is not to Mia St. John. Are you sure? I bet you twenty dollars. I think it's Mia St. John. For some reason, why the fuck was Mia St. John in my head then? I I bet you twenty dollars. You want to take the bet? I don't know. Let me look it up first. No, that's not the bet. Bets come from no knowledge. Hold on. Hold on. This is going to be I'm so I'm already good. looking it up. This is going to be so good. Just get ready. You're right ready. there. Holly Holm. You ready she for this, Steve? Holly Holm. Hold on. Hold on. 
one. Here it comes. I'm just I'm going to Holly Holmes record. Fuck you guys. Here it comes. Hang on. You're about to die with your dick out in this one. <laughs> That's right. And shit yourself at the same time. Here it comes. In oh, real time, no less. My phone's my phone's not loading. Hang on. Fucking Walmart Wi-Fi. <laughs> See, this is what I like about it, is that it's dragging out a little bit, so you get that anticipation, Steve. Of uh, deflation. Come on, fucking Holly. That's Load, not, that's bitch. Not, that's not the word I had in mind. The word I had in mind, right. what was it? Oh, that's right. Victory. Victory. Fellatio. Victory and fellatio. If it's coming from Holly Holm. Victory, fellatio. She's starting to look a little dudish. Okay. She is. She is starting to look. I think, it's the, I think it's the weight cuts. I think it might be if she's munching on some muff. She might be getting some little cauliflower mouth yeah. from it. <laughs> yeah, I remember our conversation about that, how it kind of just draws their it face draws in. draws their face in. Like, okay, hold on. Now I'm bringing it up. Here we go. Poison pussy she, blood. She has two losses. Motherfucker. <laughs> I knew it. Did you drop your phone? No, you didn't. Was, did you? <laughs> and Sophie Mathis. Not Mia St. John, you dumb fuck. <laughs> I knew it was a three-name bitch, though. Three-name. <laughs> Fucking Mia St. Oh, she lost to Rita Tessuri, too. I didn't know that. A two-and-four girl way back when. Yeah, and you know what's true about her also? What, she is that? also not Mia St. John. Yeah. That's <laughs> not formally feel, known feel, as Mia St. John. Feel free to go die your dick out. But no, she destroyed Mathis in that rematch, and that's why I remembered it so. Yeah. But, and then Mary, Mary Jo Saunders, too. Is she related to Billy Joe? I have no idea, but... Nope, she's Hopefully black. not. <laughs> I know Steve doesn't like Billy Joe Saunders. Fuck Billy Joe Saunders. Yeah, you brought me on for my expertise that one night, and you were like, oh, David Lemieux's going to fuck up Billy Joe Saunders. And I was like, watch this. Billy Joe Saunders is going to fucking box his ears off. I was what just happened, so Steve? hopeful. I did enjoy watching uh, Lemieux destroy... Uh, what's his face? The one with the, the curly mustache? Oh, Spike. Oh, he's such a turd. Spike O'Sullivan. He fucking sucks. Spike O'Sullivan. He's horrible. You watch him get beat up by fucking... Jamie Maguire. Maguire. Yeah, Maguire beat him to death. He's. I didn't see it, but I read on it. He's a fucking stuntman, so he can take a beating a little bit. But other than that, he's fucking garbage. I was. Yeah, Jaime I, Maguire fucked him. Uh, what does was, he do that's good? Nothing. He's durable. Other than that, other than taking a beating, he hasn't. Doesn't he, look like he's fast. I don't know if he has no, any power. He, just, he tires you out from taking a beating, and yeah. then he beats you. Plus, people hey, underestimated him. But honestly, don't, don't diss that fucking style. I kind of had a feeling Saunders would win that fight, but I was just praying that Lemieux would beat him, so that's why I said it. I was hoping he'd beat him so bad, and he didn't, but I'll gladly own what I said. I like the style. I just, I don't know. I hate him. He's a douche. I wear guys out of my face. He's not good enough. I mean, I don't know. He he wants to be a top-tier guy, but he's just not there, I don't think. Justin, phrasing. Okay? Phrasing. What? You wear guys out with your face. We were talking boxing and fucking being durable. Phrasing. Don't take it out of context. <laughs> Apparently, you take it out all kinds of places, especially when you're driving. Driving, man. In any event, Justin, thanks for joining us. Last time ever. It, it, I bet it's not. Hopefully yeah. not. No, you're right. It won't be. <laughs> well, we'll probably redirect for the next episode. All you got to do is say, "Hey, you want to come on?" But yeah, why not? I'll say stupid <laughs> shit again. Yeah. I don't know why. Too, I just open my mouth. Stupid shit comes out. <laughs> man, we're glad to have you. It's I'm fun. Glad, I'm glad you do it. 
it's just the comfortability around friends, I guess. I think that's we do the it. same shit, dude. Yeah. I, mean, I don't. I don't much. really think about it going to be fucking broadcast for anybody to hear. I don't care if it is. Fuck, I don't care. I don't even think about that either. If they hear it, just, they hear it. Fuck it. Just, we just changed my it. name. Yeah, we're just we're we're just trying to get some groupies now. <laughs> I, think, I think we're a little beyond that, Justin. <sighs> we're beyond the changing of names. We need groupies, man. We need at least I'm, one or two. I'm Nustin Jovaria. Well, before you go, Nustin Jovaria. Before you go, a little self promotion. What's your Snapchat name in case people want to add you? Okay, add me on Snapchat, Teddy Bear zero four two three. I accept titties all time of the day. I do not accept dick pics. You will be blocked. What about my balls? TikTok. Just made a new TikTok. My okay. well, my first TikTok ever. Okay. It is the Nova Family Fun. T H E N O V A F A M. How do you spell family? F A M. Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. S- start over. Start the over Nova, with that, that user. Nova Family yeah. Fun. Okay. T H E. N O V A F A M I L Y I L Y F U N. I was waiting for you guys to fucking help me out, dickheads. <laughs> we were oh. pulling for you, man. Hoping you get there. An, and I also have an Instagram. Okay. Teddy Bear zero four five zero. All right. I so. no longer have a Facebook, so my Facebook's not connected to any of that. So you got to search it by the usernames. Not my name. There we go. So you still couldn't get that pounded out. They wouldn't let you have your shit back. They fucking erased it. I lost <laughs> yeah, it's gone. thousands of pictures. Yeah, it's gone forever. Thousands of pictures, all my Friday dance videos, pictures from when my kids were little. All the messages, uh, everything are gone. Oh, that's everything, fucked up. Yeah. That's fucked up. I had, I had a bunch of shit that me and Brad are talking about saved in there. I had all kinds of shit. Yeah. yeah. It's all gone. Yeah, it was, it was upsetting. I mean, I couldn't access it, but it was still there. But now, yeah, now it's just gone. So. Eh, we'll come. We'll still have a chat with those people and see if they can't restore it somehow. Yeah. But we'll see. Justin, thanks for joining us, man. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. All right. Peace. It's episode 23 of Apex Live. That's been the teddy bear. We'll be right back with Jim Ashley right after this. I've tried fad diets, powders, pills. Still, my weight's been up and down like a yo-yo until the AIDS plan taught me how to take off weight and help keep it off. AIDS may taste like a candy, but AIDS contains one of the most effective appetite suppressants you can buy. And there's no stimulant in AIDS that could make you nervous. With AIDS, I ate less, so the weight came off. To help keep it off when I sometimes want things loaded with calories, AIDS helps put me in control. Let the AIDS plan teach you how to take off weight and help keep it off. Try peanut butter AIDS. Episode 23 of Apex Live continues our third segment of the program. I'm Brad, that's Steve. Steve, we've covered a lot of ground tonight. Yeah, quite a bit. Holy smokes. Some unintentional, some intentional. And two guests. We've never had two phone guests in the same show. That's true. I don't think, but we're going to break a little bit of new ground tonight. Joining us now from his home in I guess it's central West Virginia or west central West Virginia whatever they call it it's the Ohio Valley part of West Virginia friend of the show sponsor of the show all around good dude international playboy Jim Ashley joins (laughs) us again on the program Jim welcome sir Brad thank you that is um that's one hell of an intro (laughs) you're welcome and you've you've earned it 
it's richly deserved. What's been going on, man? Well, not a lot. Um, as you may or may not know, I was in D.C. this past weekend attending the first ever XFL game in the re- in the new version of the league Vince McMahon started. See, now we tease this in the intro and talk about how the impeachment is over, but the XFL has kicked off. And I enjoyed right. the first incarnation of the XFL, but this is a much more serious approach. I think the the design of the game is just tremendous. I, know I watched it. Steve watched it. You were there. I think that's really cool. Um, you went to the game. It was the D.C. Defenders against who? I can't remember who they played. Uh, the Seattle Dragons. Okay. So, I mean, that's East Coast versus West Coast. So, just in general... Your thoughts on the league, the atmosphere, the setup, everything, and then we'll see what Steve says as well. Well, the league is definitely going for legitimacy this time around. They hired the former athletic director at our flagship university, or from our flagship university, um, Oliver Luck, to become the commissioner and CEO. And they have TV deals with ESPN and Fox Sports. So, And they're basically letting... Aren't they on CBS as well? No, that was la- that was the Alliance of American Football. I thought they which, were on another. Ne- oh no, I'm sorry, they were on ABC. Yeah, which is under the which is under the Disney umbrella. Right, ABC, ESPN. ESPN, and Fox are the three places they have the games. Though I, I think that's a great lineup for them too. Absolutely, and they actually have the ESPN and Fox talent calling the games. Um, Steve Levy called our game, well, the DC Defenders game against Seattle. Right, um, Joe. Joel Klatt was on the call for the Fox game on Saturday, I believe. Best analyst in the game, if you ask me. Without question. Absolutely and, straight up and honest. And the and the atmosphere at um, Audi Field, which which is normally the home of the DC United, the major league soccer team, but hang on, hang on, hang on. Did you say soccer? Yeah, I was trying to think of a funny word for that, but I kind of have to think on my feet right now. <laughs> But what I was going to say is when the, defenders took the f- when the defenders took the field, that was the first time a real team actually took the field at Audi Field. For a real sport. Yes, for a real sport. And then it seats 20,000. There was about 17,000 changed people there. Um, that is solid. That is. I mean, the, everybody was really into it. I think what it is, there's a lot of frustration in the – D.C., Northern Virginia, Maryland area with the Redskins. Oh, for God's so Redskins. So these fans are actually looking for a football team to get behind and root for. And right. I believe that if the defenders keep up what they're doing, um, they will be that team. And I'm going to be honest, I'm a D.C. Defenders fan now. Okay. Well, be careful, though, because you're going to have to encounter some people whenever you go to these D.C. games. You're going to have to deal with Maryland fans. You're going to have to deal with Virginia Tech fans when you're there. We saw a couple. You're going to have to deal with Nationals fans. I mean, it's just so many people that you don't want to have to encounter when you go to this stuff. So you've got to represent us extra hard when you go. Oh, you got to rep the Braves. You got to rep WVU. Anybody that they hate, you have got to really give it to them. But I mean, obviously, cheer for the defenders. But during halftime and timeouts, you have to make them feel like the absolute gutter trash that they are. (laughs) <laughs> well, you how you mentioned representing, I did represent WVU you last did. Saturday. You sure did. I saw a couple of pictures. We'll, we'll have to share those on the page for this this episode, but you met quite a few people. Yes. Um, actually, when me and my friend, my friend is a season ticket holder, and he and 
every season ticket holder is entitled to sideline passes for one game. Whoa. And I think I think a lot That's of them cool. chose the first game. And we were down on the field for a half hour. Oh, one that is the, awesome. Yeah, one of the defensive coaches, a bunch of people were coming around shaking hands saying thanks for coming out. And the one of the defensive coaches saw my WVU hoodie and he said, you know, Kenny Bigelow plays for us, right? I said, absolutely. That's mm-hmm. one of the reasons I'm here. He said, hang on a second. He uh, walked to the other side of the field, and next thing we know, Kenny Bigelow, he is a big jack dude. He came running over towards us, shook my hand. and I told him how much I loved that first play he had against Tennessee a couple years ago. Oh, that was tremendous. Yeah, and of course, we got our picture taken, and he said, I'm going to try to get one of those plays for you in today. <laughs> and he just about did right at the end of the game, that swim move that got to the ball carrier that eventually created the fumble. That Absolutely. won the game for DC. I thought it was great. So what did you think about the style of play throughout that game? I love the new kickoff rule. Absolutely love it. Right. And just bre- just describe it for the people who don't know what that is. Okay. In normal football games, I mean, when the kicking team lines up, the other 10 guys are basically just a not even maybe just a step in front of the kicker. And then the defense is on the other side of the field. In the XFL, the kicker is the only one kicking off on that side of the field the other the 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 rest of the off i guess the rest of the kicking team as well as the receiving team line up on the other side of the field five or ten yards from each other then behind the ten guys lining up on the receiving team is the kick returner it's essentially zero down it's like it's essentially a play from the line of scrimmage right and let's see another thing i saw was well they don't have the point after touchdown anymore. The kick, they you can go for one point from the two yard line, two points from the five yard line, or three points from the ten yard line. And we saw mostly one and two point conversions. Mm-hmm. And one one thing I noticed every time these teams went for it on fourth down, they converted. They absolutely converted when they went for it, whether it was Seattle That's or DC. That's very true. That's a very good point. That is, and the and the halftime is only ten minutes. I mean, let's be honest; that's not enough time to go take a piss and maybe grab some food. I mean, you got to prioritize. Do you need yeah. to piss or you are hungry? Twenty may be a little too long, but ten may be too short. I think fifteen may have been a pretty good medium there. I, I think fifteen would be an excellent sweet spot, and I'm sure when the off season when the off season happens, they're going to go to the drawing boards and say, "Okay, what went right? What went wrong?" Sure, because. Even after halftime, there were still crazy lines at the concessions. Sure. And the fact that they have a dedicated uh, an official on the field that's dedicated strictly to spotting the ball is also good. Um, the pace of the game is very much increased. Twenty five second game clock. I mean, uh, play yes, clock, play clock absolutely. Is, is huge. Overall, I mean, do you like the product overall? Is it something that you're going to continue? to watch on a regular basis, you know, you're going to support, you're going to buy the gear, all the things that obviously they need to make it longer than the AAF did, the world league did the USFL did a lifetime ago. Is this something you're going to stay invested in? Because I think it's worthwhile, but what do you think having been there and experienced it literally the first game ever? Absolutely. I, I mean, the Vince McMahon has put three, has funded the league guaranteed for three years and so. he stayed out of it too. He has yeah, not he was, been, you know, right out in front trying to be the face of the organization this time. 
No, and I truly believe he learned his lesson from the last time. It was a circus last time. Let's yeah, not Oliver Locke is the face of the league who I also got to meet after the game. Great guy. I've met Oliver myself, and he is a yes, wonderful and, guy. Brilliant. Yes, he is. A, and it's funny, because right after, right before we parted ways, he said, oh, by the way, we lost to Oklahoma in basketball. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, thanks. Thanks, Oliver. Really appreciate <laughs> yeah, then, that. Yeah, then let me also tell you this. Me and my friend went to the team store afterwards. Uh-huh. Yeah, they had the D.C. United gear in there, but nobody was looking at that. Of course not. People wanted XFL gear, and I heard the next day, the team store was completely cleaned out of all XFL and Defenders merchandise. It's either going to be a good start or it's going to be a collector's item. So either way, grab it. I think that's tremendous. Exactly. I happened. I bought me a hat and a T-shirt. That's great. Steve, what do you think? I liked it pretty well. Um, some of the rule changes were good. The kickoff um, I thought was really good as far as protection. But they actually... You know they can't get the ball in the end zone because if they do, it goes to the forty-five yard line. If it goes a major touchback, yeah, it has to stay between twenty-yard line and the end zone. It has to get to the yep. it has to get to the twenty, and it can't go into yes. the end zone. Yep. I love that. If it doesn't go to the twenty, then it's automatically to the forty-five as well, right? And it doesn't just eliminate no. the kick return, which is what the it, NFL is so it doesn't obviously gravitating yeah. to. It, doesn't. it encourages it. Yeah, it goes the exact opposite direction. But no, and I think that's tremendous. You don't have one hundred percent speed coming as a defender, or one hundred percent speed coming as a blocker for the offensive part yeah, that either. Car wreck kind of collision. Yeah, you don't have that over uh, and over in a game. That small car collision anymore. So, yeah, that's kind of what pissed me off with the NFL. Is like you had so many good returners there for a long time, Devin Hester, you know, some other fellows like that, and that took a lot from the game. Um, so you still have that aspect of that. But, yeah, I like the product pretty good. Um, I'm I'm a Vipers guy right now. I like it pretty good. Um, I like the fact that they have, like, snakes on their visors and shit like that. It looks like uh, – I don't know. I think it looks cool. I think what's really nice Just about Just because I like league. your uniforms. That's it so far. Are they the green ones? The green ones, the okay. Vipers, yeah. Okay. What I like about this league, a couple of things. Number one, it brings football back to St. Louis which is a much-needed Midwest market because you can't just always cater to New York, D.C., L.A., yeah. Miami. You, you've you got to get that Midwest feel. And when they lost the Rams, you've got the Edward Jones Dome just sitting there. This brings football back there. And St. Louis has more WVU players on its roster than anyone else. They've got three, three of them. and they all played really well. So I think that's obviously a very good thing for the league as a whole to have that presence back directly in the Midwest and for them to be good. And with only eight teams, you've got to have some X factors in there to really make it work and make it shine and make people want to return to the product and support it. The other thing I like is that the, the changes they've made, it supports innovation because it challenges that conventional wisdom. It's hard to consult that little chart that coaches have. Okay. When do I go for two? Or when do I just kick the extra point? Well, now you've got situations where you can come back from 17 down in two possessions. Yeah. You can score nine points off of one touchdown and then the conversion. This changes the way that you have to approach literally everything that happens in the game offensively and defensively because of all the things that can happen that couldn't happen in literally any other league that's ever existed. And I love that about this. Vince is staying away from it because he knows that he is much better as a CEO and not as a character. Because let's face it, the first time around, he was being Mr. McMahon. He was not being Vince McMahon. 
this is the XFL. And as iconic as that was, the first night, I love that 30 for 30 documentary that they did on the XFL. When when he did that, and there was so much energy, and then they botched the entire first night of broadcasts with technical errors and everything because they rushed it, he knew that they were beat then because you have to have that first impression. And I thought that by having the upsets that they had on the first weekend of games and by having the quality of play that they had on the first weekend with all of that visibility, they've set themselves up for a long run of success. If you can get enough people to look at it and say, you know, I'm a little bit tired of the constant politicized BS of the NFL. I'm tired of Roger Goodell. Let's get behind this and let's watch some people play who are playing just because a, they love football and B they're chasing their dreams. And if you can rally behind that, you're going to see some special things. I am much more interested in the XFL than I was the NFL this year. I am. Is also By I far. Mean, I'm invested in this. Steve, I'm glad you are. And Jim, obviously you are. You're literally financially invested in the XFL. Absolutely. And I'm hoping to be able to go back to another game this season. Yeah, you just got to go to D.C. and deal with those people, man. I know. Oh, by the way, I did want to mention another rule I noticed. I was watching one of the other games the next day. The punting. You cannot punt the ball out of bounds or you cannot punt it in the end zone or through the end zone. I think these are good changes. That double forward pass is really cool as well. That's going to be a lot of fun. We paid for a double pass on Saturday. We paid for a double pass and didn't get it. That's true. But I think that's a great rule. Again, innovation. The opportunity to do some things differently. I think that's going to be a blast. Yeah, I mean, I think that they're taking what people don't like about the NFL is that they're kind of stuck in the mud in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And if you're able to change and willing to change every year, now the NFL is going to have to catch up with the XFL. And they will. Well, look at how much they ripped off from the one year of the XFL last time. The camera angles, the the broadcast. That's the other thing I do want to mention, too is the access that they are encouraging for the fans, the transparency. They're letting you, and obviously you were at the game, Jim, but you've seen the other games that were played the next day, to let people listen in through the review process, to hear play calls is great, but when you're letting them listen to the reviews, how many times have we seen reviews and thought, what in the world are these officials looking at? Well, now you get to know, and I wonder if we're not going to see that maybe a little bit in the NFL or in college, because let's face it, that creates something that has not existed otherwise in these other leagues. It creates accountability. Hmm, I wish the government worked more like that. Me too. <laughs> Oliver Luck for president. Well, I need to consult him on a couple of other issues first, but at least I will, in, I will entertain the idea of talking to him about it. For sure. <laughs> oh, and um, by the way, I did want to mention, I also mm-hmm. met Shane McMahon on Saturday. Okay, now that's just awesome. That's just, a, I'd rather meet Stephanie, but that's really awesome. Right, but do not ask him about the invasion angle. Just don't do it. <laughs> really? Isn't it? Did you make that mistake, I Jim? Well, I just kind of smiled and said, oh, the old owner of WCW. He kind of gave me this look like, what? He's like, what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> you got one shot to meet the man. Bring that up on the second one if you ever get to do it. I know, I know. Don't I ruin know. the first one. But why? why DC? Why the DC team? They're the closest one to me, and I just I had an opportunity to go. Okay, well, I mean that's fair. Just Normally, I I probably would have pulled for the Dallas Renegades because they're running the air raid offense, but true. I don't like Bob Stoops or Bob Stupid. 
Well, nobody likes Bob Stoops. That said, man, look at the people you've got to deal with in D.C. Seriously. Nationals fans and Maryland people and Hokies and... Well, there were quite a few Mountaineers out, too. So. There were. We represented well on TV. I saw that. But, man, you don't want to see that. Just it, It's dangerous. And plus, you got to go to D.C., and D.C. sucks. Well, the sites are nice, but overall, D.C. does suck. Well, yeah. Any... And I will also say this. Mm-hmm. The sideline reporter for our game, Diana Rossini, mm-hmm. she's even better looking in person. Oh. Well, at least you're focusing I... on the important things. Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't get my picture with her because I didn't think of it till afterwards. Oh, come on, Jim. I expect better from you. I know. I do, too. <sighs> Listener, send your hate mail. It's at 681-JIM on Twitter. Tell yeah, him she, she that it's not out. acceptable. It's not. You're right. <laughs> well, at least you learned your lesson, and you'll do it next time, right? Absolutely. Okay. So anything else from the XFL that, that really stands out to you, or at least your experience of it? It was a lot of fun. I mean, this is something you can get in on the ground level, and if it succeeds, you could ba- you could you could basically claim it as a part of you. I mean, it, it's just one of those things where, like I said, I just think ground level. If you're looking for a new team to support, if you're looking for, I mean, if you just love football, get in. The XFL is legitimate. I mean, I just there's not much more. It's going to be fun. Um, I don't think it'll deteriorate within three years, if nothing else. I think it'll get stronger. Hopefully, they'll expand to more markets, maybe bring it up to 10, 12 teams. But I just, I think right now, eight is a happy number, and I think they're going to do really well. I wonder if West Virginia will get a team. What do you think about that? They can, I, I think I would, we can support I, that. It would I have would to be in Morgantown. Love, That's yeah. the only place I you would, could house it. Right. I would love to see a team in Morgantown or hell anywhere in West Virginia except Huntington, but sadly Huntington. sadly Pittsburgh would be more likely to get one. Yeah. Right. I think right now they're wanting to go into established markets instead of like going into Salt Lake City, Birmingham, Utah, stuff like that. But I think they West Virginia would be a great pick because it would be the first time we could claim a professional sports yeah. team and the support would just be it would be across the board. It would be unilateral. There's a lot of people in that region that go to the Pittsburgh uh, Steelers game. So, I mean, vice versa, you'd have people coming to Morgantown to go to those games. Well, and look at what the players have done. Look at the energy with the players, uh, interviewing them right after big plays on the sideline, interviewing them during warm-ups. They're wanting you to get closer to them, and you get to feel the emotion that they're experiencing throughout games before, during, and after. That's not something you see in these other leagues. Kicker misses a yes. kick, and you're like, why'd you miss that kick? How do you feel about yourself? They straight <laughs> up did that, too. <laughs> That's awesome. Good plays and bad plays. They That's straight up did it. And that gives the fans something that they otherwise would not have, they've never had before. I think that's fantastic. Actually, it kind of brings the, the players more to a human level. Absolutely. You know, you see everybody else, and you're like, oh, wow, this, you see, you know, keep them on a pedestal, but... People make mistakes, and they get to explain themselves. I think that's That's, great. that's pretty cool. Absolutely. That's a great point. Steve. I mean, there were a lot of firsts this weekend. Obviously, the first touchdown, the right. first um, field goals, and there was also a first ejection this weekend, too. I didn't see anybody get ejected. Wow. Really? You didn't know that? No, no I didn't see. I, I was going back and forth between a couple of other things, but I saw most of the game. I've still got the D.C. game recorded, but I didn't, no, I didn't know anybody got ejected. Well, Brad, you're going to want to cue the music. We have an impromptu Virginia Tech update. Oh, good God. Another Virginia Tech update. Hit the music. 
I'm being chased by the cops. What are you being chased by cops? You drive fast. I can't see a damn thing. I love it whenever the listeners and the guests get involved. Jim, you have the floor. It's time for another Virginia Tech update. All right. Ricky Walker used to play at Virginia Tech. Now he plays for Steve's Tampa Bay Vipers. He was the first player to get ejected from a game. What happened was, and I'm this is from, the US, yeah, from the USA Today website, okay. in the second quarter of the Sunday's contest between the Vipers and the New York Guardians, Walker was engaged with Guardian center Ian Silberman after a play with 2 minutes, 38 seconds left in the half. Walker then clearly swung his right hand and struck Silberman's helmet. There had been a neutral zone infraction penalty on the Vipers, but that was declined in favor of the personal foul against Walker, and the officiating staff ejected him from the game. This is not the old XFL, and this is not Virginia Tech football. <laughs> so I got to know, did you prepare this knowing it was going to that you had to drop in a Virginia Tech update for us? Well, it was sort of last minute. I saw my friend on Twitter. He mentioned to someone that the first player to get ejected was a hokey. And That's since great. I was going to be on here tonight, I thought, well, I need to make sure I have all my facts straight before talking about it. That's that's perfect. So he, you had to drop in a Virginia Tech update. That's great. He initially oh, yeah. wanted his name to be He Raped Me, right? <laughs> <laughs> I thought. <laughs> he Raped Me. <laughs> oh, gosh. The oh, Hokies. My. It's Hokie Herpes. They're the gift that keeps on giving with their stupid criminal behavior. It never Without. stops. Without question. Oh, that's tremendous. Jim, thank you so much for joining us and telling us about your XFL experience. I think you're going to be our official XFL correspondent. That's nice. I like that. I'll take it. That's awesome. Jim, thanks for joining us, man. Thanks for having me, fellas. Y'all have a good one. You too. See you, bud. That's Jim Ashley of Blue Gold Title Research, good friend of the show. We'll be back to wrap up episode 23 of Apex Live right after this. Hey, everybody. This is Brad from Apex Live with a special announcement involving the podcast. Apex Live is now sponsored by Blue Gold Title Research. Blue Gold Title Research LLC is a West Virginia-based company established in 2012 during the shale oil and gas boom. In 2015, the company changed missions and entered into the world of real estate title services. In mid-2018, notary and signing agent services were added. Contact owner Jim Ashley for services today at area code 681-214-5656. moments of episode 23 of apex live thanks to justin navera and jim ashley for joining us in the course of the evening it's been a long episode but a fun one steve i've had fun that's for sure great episode just a couple of thoughts as we wrap things up first of all be on the lookout for volume two of the best of apex live that'll be coming soon the first one already available on our website and on our rss feed if you're a subscriber in one of the podcast apps or through itunes or spotify it's about an hour long it has some of the best moments from the first seven or eight episodes of the show but we're working on volume two already 
also coming up, we've been teasing this for a while, but I'm I'm a little busy trying to build up all of my research material to rebut some of the crazy lunatic stuff that people are going to defend whenever we get into this. Our conspiracy theory episode is coming. We'll hit some of the bigger, well-known ones and then a couple of the lesser known ones that it's just going to make you think, do people legitimately believe this crap? And the answer is yes. There are people who actually believe that there's a portal to hell and a, I don't know, something about the Illuminati at the Denver International Airport. I mean, just crazy There's stuff. some creepy shit going on at the Denver International Airport. I'm telling you, they are always building underneath that thing. There's miles of tunnels, and nobody knows anything about it. It's an airport. So it's the, what, third largest in the world? It is, but we'll look into that. We'll get all the way into that. Did you, did you watch the show Conspiracy Theory with Jesse Ventura? No, but I watched the movie with uh, What's-Her-Face. Okay, that's different. Yeah. Well, he did a show. Mel Gibson. And, and it's kind of hard to take him seriously. I saw a little bit because he's, yeah, I don't really listen to him. It's hard to take him seriously because it's Jesse Ventura, and he just rants and rants. I was the governor of Minnesota, okay? I know these I things. I know these things. I'm Jesse Ventura, and this is conspiracy theory. And he's just a lunatic. And I want to hear him and Alex Jones mm. scream at each other for about 10 minutes I like Alex on, Jones on still. any topic. So we're going to talk about the conspiracy theory episode, but... As we finish things up tonight, there was a big news story that happened between our last episode and this one, and it's something that obviously we don't need to rehash the details. Everybody knows what happened and who was involved, and and they're still trying to piece it all together and figure out exactly what went down. Uh, but Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter crash along with his daughter and seven other other people. Yeah. And one thing that does in retrospect, number one, well, two things. Number one, it ties into what we're talking about in the first segment and the fragility of life and how nothing is certain and how you can lose someone out of nowhere. And this impacted so many people because he was yeah. so well known. And even though you never met these people personally, they were a part of your life because they were tied to these emotional moments through sports. Either you hated their team or you loved their team, but it was hard to be very neutral. Uh, I grew up a Lakers fan. So obviously I watched a lot of Kobe Bryant, even though I've not watched much NBA in the last 10 years, there was a big connection through that it was a terrible thing i remember the moment i saw it on social media and you see it and just think there's no way there's just there's no way that's true because tmz broke it well as much as you hate tmz boy they're good at what they do yeah. and they're usually pretty accurate so then it starts to unfold and you find out what happened and it was just devastating so steve you keep up with the nba much more than i do and have for a long time so just your thoughts on kobe bryant retrospectively what he did as a player your memories of him and things like that <clears throat> the the first memories i had um i lived in maryland at the time and um he was a big deal, you know, coming out of high school. Was traded from, you know, Philly had, uh, no, it wasn't Philly. It was uh, the Charlottes. He was drafted Hornets, by Charlotte. The Hornets had, had drafted him. Um, Jerry West um, knew a lot about him, brought him over. Um, he was really good right on the onset, played Michael Jordan really well, first meeting. Um, I think that Jordan only scored maybe like three or four points more than he did. It wasn't much. Um, I didn't like him at the beginning of the career, right? Um, because you know I thought he was a little bit arrogant and a little cocky. I didn't really like that as much. Um, 
and plus he was supposed to be the new, the new Jordan, and you know I grew up with Jordan, so that was that was a guy for me. Uh, but I started respecting him a lot more at the end. Um, you know, coming back from multiple injuries, um, you know, winning multiple championships, um, you know, just that kind of stuff. Even when the teams weren't doing well, was still you know trying as hard as he could. Sure, and he was on some bad teams those last two or three years. Yeah, yeah, he was on like some, seventeen, yeah. eighteen win teams, which is unthinkable. Yeah, he was, and he he had some catastrophic injury. I mean, he had to go, you know, get platelet, uh, you know, stem cells and all that stuff done. I think he went to Germany for that. But uh, you know, there was some. Uh, he had a he had a life with a little bit of turmoil, you know. He had the uh, rape allegation, all that stuff, right? You know, um, everybody kind of knew about that stuff. But um, it seemed like a genuinely a decent person, right? I mean, I guess all that could change, but I mean, it seemed like he was, you know, he was there for his children and stuff like that, you know. And more so as time went on, it seemed. Yeah, it seemed like he uh, he started really kind of put that to the back, you know. And he's he, I think he really really. Um, was more in in his family's life than most other people are, you know. Sure. So, it's it was a sad time. I mean, it's weird about polarizing figures like that in sports. Is you just never think they're going to die, or you figure like you know you'd be dead before they would. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. I mean because they're just there's something about they seem immortal. They one seem percenters, You know, he's Absolutely. a one percenter, like as far as physicality goes. Um, but yeah, it was, it was sad, you know, because it's just somebody you kind of grow up with. You know? Absolutely. So. Absolutely. And you never thought you would lose him before Jordan, before Magic, Kareem, any of the 80s stars. I Bill definitely Ru- thought Magic would die before everybody else. Fair point. Look at somebody like Bill Russell. Bill Russell's still alive. Yeah, Jerry West is in his 80s. That's and still crazy alive. about it. And it just destroyed Jerry West, mm-hmm. who is obviously a West Virginia icon and an NBA icon. He's the logo, man. Like um, he, he knows everywhere. He, I mean, just to break Absolutely. off, but everywhere Jerry West goes, they win championships. He's with Brilliant Golden State. Man. Now he's over with uh, the Clippers. And I mean, it's wherever he goes, it, it goes with him. He built the Grizzlies. Yeah, he built. He most, built the He's Grizzlies. built like three or four teams that are pretty good, you know, or had been pretty good in the past. So, yeah, um, I don't know anything about the air. I've read a lot of different uh, things about that type of aircraft. Um, some of them have the uh, the train warning systems. That particular aircraft did not have yeah, the train warning have system. So, uh, in which, uh, I guess the, uh, the manufacturer is trying to get people to uh, actually buy that separately. Right. I mean, it's, it's a twelve kinda, million dollar aircraft. It should probably come. It should with probably it. come with it. Um, but then again, that's that's also judgment of pilot. Uh, they supposedly crashed at one hundred sixty miles an hour. Right. That's pretty much the top speed of that aircraft. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, if he climbs one hundred feet higher, they clear it. One hundred feet higher, two hundred two hundred fifty something like that. I Which don't know. Is just so sad. You know, fogging conditions. I guess you know he was supposed to be really. I mean, I'm sure he was. Probably one of the best of what he did. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So, um, But even the best can get disoriented in those conditions. And is it? Yeah. And this is just another lesson for so many people. I don't care how rich you are, how famous you are. You're not invincible. No. Did you need to – was it that important to not be late to yeah. this event? I think he did that all the time. I don't think he really drove anywhere. No, to avoid L.A. traffic. And, and nobody wants to sit in L.A. traffic for three hours. I get that. If you think statistically, though, you're more likely to die in a car accident than you would be in a helicopter. But comparatively, helicopters to airplanes, helicopters are way more oh, dangerous. Oh, they're terrible. So, helicopters are awful. And we just lost an, a West Chris Virginia Klein. icon, yep. Chris Klein, in yep. one. 
and you just never know. And that one was a mechanical failure, I not a pilot get on error. One. I would no. never want to get on one. Keep me out. One of my no. favorite TV shows ever is Airwolf, all about I like this, Airwolf, this yeah. amazing helicopter. You're not putting me in one. I will no. get on an airplane before I'll get on a helicopter. There's too I'm much weird stuff it. going on there. One thing goes wrong. One what? bolt goes wrong. Mm-hmm. You can lose an engine in an airplane, and as long as it's not a single engine prop, you're probably going to be able to be fine and went back to wherever you're wanting to yeah. go. You're not doing that on a helicopter, and no. it's just so devastating. There was an incident in New York, a radio station that does traffic updates. This is in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And on the air, they're doing a traffic update, and there was a mechanical failure, and the helicopter crashed on the air. Wow. And the reporter died, and the pilot, and I think the producer that was with them, too. Nobody it's usually lives through that. No. Like You never really hear of survivors on hel- on, on a helicopter. Very ever. rarely. You know, I mean, at least with a plane, you've got a giant. And I watched some of the debris chassis scatter. that can do it. Oh, I mean, yeah! You was, hit that thing at 180 miles an hour. There's nothing to protect you. Yeah, absolutely nothing. It's just devastating. It was the whole point of like um, what I heard about you know when you're in a vehicle with a child, maybe somebody pulls out in front of you, or this or that. Your reaction is always to put your hand up to uh, you know it's just it's just there. Right. Like you don't, you can't plan that. It's all instinct, absolutely. So it was the whole point of like um, I heard you know a couple of people talk, talk about how he couldn't protect his daughter from her fate, right? You know, or any you know the other parents there they couldn't protect their their um, their loved ones from that. I'm just hoping that it was so fast that it didn't absolutely. register. You know what yeah. I mean? So that would be the blessing of it is that it was immediate. Yeah. And considering what that scene looked like, you would have to think so. You hope so. And the numbers of how how quick it went in. But let's also not forget that there were seven other people on that on that aircraft and that can't get lost. And their lives are worth just as much as his is. I mean, it was that's how I feel. I mean, I know that I didn't know them. I mean, I guess that they were pretty prominent in the sports that they did as well to be hanging out with Kobe. You know what I mean? Yes, that's a big deal. So, um, you know, it's just uh, it's. I don't know if you can say sad. Who knows why it happened? I mean, other than that, if, you know, mm-hmm. what what events trans- have to transpire? What whatever happened, you know, to lead to that point? You know, maybe somebody forgetting to inspect something, this or that, or somebody having to go to the bathroom, or somebody didn't go to the bathroom when they had to go, or whatever. You or know? maybe just that pride of saying, you know, we can I could do it. this. I did this in Nam or whatever. Or, exactly. You know, I did Absolutely. This, all these other and places. We just there are a lot of things we'll just never know. Yeah. And I, I feel, obviously, it's so bad for the people who who feel this loss directly. Kobe's wife and the other daughters, but obviously all of the other families. It's just devastating. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of things that I've thought about as we've encountered this and experienced this. First of all, of all the points that he scored, all the games he won, ended up winning, I think, five NBA championships. The shot that I will remember most from Kobe Bryant is one that he missed. Hmm. And this is as a Lakers fan. It was in the Western Conference Finals in 2002. Easily my favorite NBA game that's ever been played. They're playing the Sacramento Kings. And that was the rivalry of that era. Oh, that was that was good basketball. So it's Kobe and Shaq and those guys against Steve Nash, Vlade Divac. Chris Webber, those teams. So it's game four, and the Lakers are down 20 mm-hmm. in the first half. Come back, come back, come back, come back. The game is at Staples Center in L.A. And they're down with the last possession. Call timeout, advance it into the front court. 
get it into Kobe, and everyone in the building knows who's who's going to get ball. Shot. Yeah, so you know. it's you got to keep it out of Shaq's hand because they're going to foul him. Uh-huh. So you got to give it to Kobe. So they inbound it. Kobe has, I think, was it Doug Christie? Probably that played that for, sounds about right. That Doug played Christie. for Sacramento. Uh-huh. So I think Christie is guarding him, and he drives past him, drives to the basket, misses the layup. Yeah, he misses it. Shaq tips it. The tip doesn't go in. We're down to about three seconds, two seconds. And Vlade Divox, of course, the former Laker, who's now playing for Sacramento. For the Kings, yeah. He does what you're basically told to do, taught to do. Kill the clock, get it out of there so nobody can get another shot on uh-huh. And he reaches out and just smacks it back out to the top of the yep. key. And Robert Ory is standing there and lets a three go. Robert Ory would do nothing for entire games. Except for that. And if he's got the last shot, he's going to drill it. He's won one in Houston. He won one, a couple in what, San Antonio. Mm-hmm. You know, he's over and over. That's what he did. Mr. So big shot. They tip it out to Ori. He drills the three. It's my favorite game ever. And it was a missed shot by mm-hmm. who is, if not the best player ever, one of the top two or three oh. Mount Rushmore guys to ever play basketball. It's a missed shot that I'll remember most from him because it was my favorite game ever. I give him top two, man. That's how I feel about his physical abilities and how he played the game. Top two. But look at all the shots he hit throughout that game that made that shot possible. Mm -hmm. So that's what he did. The Lakers weren't champions without him. That's just what it is. Well, defensively, I mean, he had defensive game. um, He had offense. It was just like Jordan. Jordan won how many defensive player of the year awards and legitimately earned them. Kobe did the same thing. Yeah, he was an awesome defender. Yeah. Yeah. How many defensive awards did Larry Bird ever win? That was the mystery of the 80s. Who did Larry Bird guard? I don't think he guarded anybody. He never played defense. No, he never played defense. He didn't have to. And LeBron James, for as great of a player as he is, He's not the defender. He's not as good as Kobe, but he's still pretty decent. Oh, he's great, but he's not the defender that that Jordan was and that Kobe was. No, he's not that defensive player of the year type guy, no. Well, this episode does, in a sense, come full circle because of what we were talking about in the first segment. And then we come back to this. And what really does matter in life, because when you experience a loss like this, Literally, untold millions of people, not just in the United States, but around the world, are impacted when something like this happens. Yeah. So let's not forget what it means. Yes, Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter crash. And his daughter died right beside him, but seven other people did too. And as important as that is... Just on the surface, and that is important. Again, we talk about a lot of silly things. If you've listened to the last two hours of this, my gosh, we've been all over the place with any number of topics. And, well, you heard the stuff coming out of Justin's mouth. (laughs) But we also have to be serious when it counts. And this is one of those times. Yes, nine lives were lost that day. But let's appreciate the gravity of it, Steve. Nine souls went out into eternity. Yeah, wherever that is. Nine souls. For them, you know. And when they went, wherever they went, there are two options by my count. Wherever they went, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where they stood with the Lord. But wherever they went, they went on equal footing. 
because at the foot of the cross, we are all equal. Jesus saves me the same way he saves you, the same way he saves whoever puts their faith in him or does not. Okay? They all went in equally. We talk about a lot of funny things here. We have a lot of levity. But believe me, eternity is a long time. A long time to be either right or wrong. And nine souls went into eternity that day. Now, around the rest of the world, at the same time that that was happening, Steve, someone else was losing their life. Somewhere. Oh, yeah, somebody's just now died. And you know know what? They went into eternity. Yep. So as devastating as this is, as hurtful as it is for so many people, directly involved and indirectly, my thought when I read it, because it is a big news, news story. Kind of like the, the Challenger explosion when I was Absolutely. a kid. It's the same type of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And you'll always remember where you were when you found that out. Yeah. Um, it's 9-11. I it's, was in school. It was like kindergarten maybe or something like that. I don't know. One of the mm-hmm. grades. It's 9-11. It's the Kennedy assassination. It's, it's Pearl Harbor, where you were when you heard it. Mm-hmm. It's that impactful. But someone else lost their life at the exact same time. They don't get the same attention. And I don't want to hear about all the people virtue signaling. Well, what about our first responders and our military people? Look, yeah. now's not the time for this. People are impacted by that this. That is annoying as fuck. And I'm it's sorry o- that it is. And it's okay for people to feel bad about this. Okay? It's, they're not less. It's not a Me people. Too movement of who got just killed. Just right? stop it. Uh, just stop. People suck. But when they went into eternity, when that person, whoever, wherever around the world went in at the same time, they all stepped into eternity, okay? The only thing I thought, and I, I wasn't aware of that other person wherever they were. I was aware of those nine at that moment. Mm-hmm. And my thought at that moment, yes, it's tragic. Yes, it's terrible. Yes, you want to recount those memories of a career and of the great charity work he did and all these things that we just talked about just now. Mm-hmm. My immediate reaction was simple. I hope they were ready. Mm-hmm. Two or three of them were kids. Six of them were adults. Yeah. I don't know where they stood. I don't know. Huh. But I do know this. I hope they were ready. And I know that for those still here, there is still time to be ready. So that's why I wanted to say this Uh as much levity as we've had tonight and laughter and everything else. That's what matters more than anything else in the world. If you go to our website, that's the only thing that matters, actually. Absolutely. Because eternity is forever. This is very temporal. But nothing else matters. (laughs) Bingo. Exactly. Because it all leads to that. Yeah. I mean, it's all your choices and decisions and uh, free will that you're given they give you that, but I mean, you know. And Steve, there's the word. Free will. Free will. If you go to our website, look up at the top, there's a tab. If you're on a browser, there's a button up there. If you're on the mobile version, there's a menu button that you can click down and bring down the tabs. And there's a tab that says resources. And if you go to that page, there's a short video, not more than a minute and a half, two minutes long from Pastor J.D. Farag. It's called the ABCs of Salvation. And if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. You can do that. You can make things right. Watch that video. 
and just consider what's being said and the gravity of what's being said. Because believe me, that's more important than anything that any of us have said or done on this show or anywhere else. Because believe me, I want you to be ready. And you want you to be ready too. It's the only thing that matters, Steve. And I want everyone to know that. It's as simple as that. I know it's not exactly the most hilarious way to end the show that we have just done for the last who knows how long. But hey, when there's something important that needs to be said and you've got a platform to say it, I think it's just probably a good idea to do so. Episode 23 is in the books. 24 will be on its way to you soon. I assure you. Steve had a lot of fun tonight. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. This is the best thing ever, isn't it? I I agree with that. And Steve sounds so much better. He has a new mic tonight. Audio-Technica 2035. I mean, it sounds crisp and clear. It's more expensive than the one I'm on. At least for now. For Good now. Stuff. For now. We'll be back to it soon. Just a friendly reminder, betrayal never comes from your enemies. Watch your six. And if you want to be trusted, be truthful. It's really a simple formula in the context of relationships. Until next time, I'm Brad, that's Steve. This has been Apex Live. Good night, America. Wherever you are.